Attention. If you owe the IRS, this is an important announcement. COVID relief is over and the IRS is ramping up like never before, sending out millions of collection letters to start 2024. Do you owe $10,000 or more or have unfiled returns? Now is the time to act. The IRS can garnish your wages, seize your property, and they can even take your home or your business. Don't let the IRS take advantage of you. It's time to call Tax Network USA. Their team of experienced tax lawyers has already saved over $1 billion in tax debt for their clients. They know how to negotiate with the IRS and can help you too. Visit TNUSA.com or call 1-800-245-6000. Again, that's 1-800-245-6000. Don't wait until it's too late. Take control of your tax situation today with Tax Network USA. 1-800-245-6000. Call now. So last night, we have this uh, viral clip going around where the president of Ukraine said that the U.S. will have to send its children to fight and die just like they do. And of course, the fact checkers, checkers rush in and they're like, no, 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 he's not saying that we're going to send U.S. troops on the ground in Ukraine first because there's already special forces operating there. But he's saying, no, 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 just when the U.S. is dragged into World War III because of Ukraine, then the American children must die. Okay. All right. Well, let's talk about it. I'll show you the fact checkers. And it's really funny. And then I think one of the most interesting stories that I've seen in a long time is the mayoral election in Chicago with Lori Lightfoot, the woke Democrat, losing. And uh, what I find fascinating is that I don't think she lost due to policy. I don't think she technically lost due to crime. I think crime was a factor because it motivated people to vote. But if you take the electoral map showing what neighborhoods voted for which candidate and overlay it over a racial demographic map, hey, it's nearly one for one. The white neighborhoods voted for the white guy. The black neighborhoods voted for the black guy or the black lady. And the Latino neighborhoods voted for the Latino guy, except for one neighborhood. It's the college neighborhoods. They voted for a different black guy. But uh, it's interesting to see that it seems after all is said and done, race was a bigger component than policy itself. But we'll talk about all that stuff. Before we get started, head over to TimCast.com. Become a member by clicking that join us button at TimCast.com. And you'll get access to our uncensored members-only live show Monday through Thursday at 11 p.m. And we are working on the Discord server. Should be coming soon. And then you'll be able to uh, sign up, chat 24-7, you know, with other uh, members of the, uh, of the website. And then during the live uncensored show, some people will even be able to call in. Obviously, we can't have every single person call in, but we'll try and do some uh, select call-ins for the members-only show. And uh, as a member... You are keeping this operation going. That's how we do it. Our, our customers are not the advertisers. We do sell ads sometimes. Our customers are you guys. So that means if you like what you see and you want it to continue, becoming a member is how you do it. If at any point everybody was just like, no, we're not willing to pay for this, then I probably wouldn't pick up advertisers and that'd be, that'd be it. You guys are what make it work. And as members, you're also making sure we don't have to worry about censorship or corporations coming to us and being like, hey, we don't want you talking about this. And that's the, the traditional media model. Big companies get big contracts for advertising. And then when the company says, hey, there's a negative story in the press, don't talk about it. They go, you got it, boss. We're not going to do that. With your support, we won't have to. So smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends. Joining us tonight to talk about all of this and more is Julie Kelly. Hello. Who are you? What do you do? Who am I? Good question. Um, Julie Kelly. I am a writer for American Greatness, amgreatness.com. And uh, I've written two books, working on my third. But my last book, when I was here last year to talk to you, 
was about January 6th, how the Democrats have turned the Capitol protest into a war on terror against the political right. Right so thanks on. for having me. Absolutely. And there's a lot of new developments there with the footage that's coming out. So we'll talk about all that. Thanks for coming. Should be fun. We got Phil Labonte hanging out. Hello, I am Phil Labonte, uh, lead vocalist for All That Remains, anti-communist and counter-revolutionary. Hi, everyone. Ian Crossland here. Happy to be here. Julie, I'll probably ask you, what's the name of the book, the January 6th book you did? January 6th, How Democrats Used the Capitol Protest to Launch a War on Terror Against the Political Right. All right. I think thanks. I said it wrong the first time. All That's right. what happens when you have a long subtitle. Yeah, we got Surge pressing the buttons. What's up, dude? Yo, what's up, guys? At Surge.com. Hopefully uh, the mixture's dialed in today. We'll see. And I just want to say real quick, because someone asked, will I be able to chat with Ian on Discord? Yes. Oh, I was just thinking that, that I would go in there and type. That's right. Ian will be sitting there, and then you can fill his mind with... No. (laughs) Hold back. He'll, he'll like, show up to the show, and his hair will be all messed up, and he's like, the things they were telling me. I was in (laughs) it. I could go everyone's going to type. Everyone's going to try and argue with you about like the things you say on the show. Can it's going to be. Can you make videos and post videos in Discord? Like, is a yeah. hey guys, what's yeah. up? I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure we could make like a video room or something. But then you know, whenever someone gets mad at your opinions, they just got to pay to be a member so they can tell you mm-hmm. in the Discord. You know, and it actually changes me. Keep that in mind. <laughs> All right, everybody, let's jump into this first story. So we have this tweet from at remarks on Twitter, Justin. This is from yesterday night around six twenty three p.m. Ukraine's President Zelensky says U.S. will have to send their sons and daughters the same way we're sending our sons and daughters to war. And what I love about this is, yes, he said it. Yes, it's confirmed. But of course, they're panicking and they're uh, look, look at this fact check from AP News. Zelensky didn't say here's what AP says. Zelensky didn't say U.S. troops needed to fight in Ukraine. That's weird. That's actually what he did say. He, d- he did say that. Mm-hmm. So here's here's the framing they're going with. Claim. A video clip shows Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky saying that Americans will have to send their sons and daughters to the war in Ukraine. AP's assessment. Missing context. Zelensky was explaining that if Russia attacked NATO member states, which are U.S. allies, the U.S. would likely send troops to protect those countries. He was not suggesting Americans would have to fight in Ukraine. Right, because it's, it's going to be in Poland that the U.S. troops are, are in Poland and they'll never go into Ukraine. There will be no advancement on that front. Once the U.S. pushes Russia out of Poland and then Russia is occupying Ukraine, the U.S., of course, will just be like, we are done supporting this war. Ukraine is lost, of course, because that's what he, what he certainly meant. They say the clip cut from a two hour live stream news conference on the somber one year anniversary of Russia's somber. Come on, guys. Shows Zelensky speaking with the audio dubbed by a translator, quote, The U.S. will have to send their sons and daughters exactly the same way as we are sending their sons and daughters to war. Our sons? What? No, he said their sons and daughters. It's a very weird quote. Right. And they will have to fight because it's NATO that that we're talking about. And they will be dying, God forbid, because it's a horrible thing. So what he's basically saying is, with the fact check in mind, when the U.S. is dragged into World War III over their country that is not a NATO ally— then we'll have to send our children to die in Europe. Oh, okay. Why, why on earth would we send people to defend Europe if it's going to be a nuclear war? If it's the U.S. versus Russia, we can die in the U.S. just as easily as we can die, you know, die to nuclear fire in the U.S. as easily as we could die to nuclear fire in, the, uh, in Europe. There's, I no, think, there's no reason for the, for the U.S. to send people to Europe in a nuclear war. I'm not even convinced necessarily it'll be nuclear, I think. The moment we send troops to Europe, a whole bunch of oil refineries just explode all at once. There's going to be cyber attacks. I, Power plants will shut down. The grid will go on, go out. I, I, I would imagine 
that when it comes to cyber war, it's a Mexican standoff and every country has their finger on the button to destroy another country's infrastructure. The crazy thing is that when we started developing the internet and then we hooked everything into it without thought, with a thought of security, we basically built towers of, of sticks, of bamboo, and we, are, we built our cities on top of bamboo. And it's like, you know, it's holding us up. Like bamboo's not, it's pretty great. You can make scaffolding out of it, but it's really easy to knock down because it's not that strong. And every country is built on top of it. So you don't need a nuke. They can just type in some press enter and whoosh. I think the internet you, goes out. I think, well, I mean, I, I think that, that you're probably right. And I think that, that that only adds to my point that there there is no longer the fight over land, over European land the way that uh, the way that Zelensky's framing it. If you are talking about a th- you know fifth generational warfare or whatever, fifth generational, like psychological operations and stuff. Well, I, I, yeah, that, I think that that's the kind of stuff that would be used, it, it, especially if you're talking about you know all out war. If you're talking about nuclear war as well, there's I just don't see Americans needing to hold European. Uh, land. You know, I don't, I don't see Americans needing to, to go into Europe in, in, in a, a you know, new type of war. You, you know, know, you know, you know, what got me really on board with voting for Trump this next time around is that video from uh, the whatever podcast. I don't know if y'all have seen those clips that are going viral oh, I where have. he gets these low wit <laughs> oh, yeah. narcissistic women to talk about their views on, on things. And I'm just watching the, the clip of that woman talk about feminism and why she's a feminist and her inability to articulate any kind of coherent thought. And then I just thought about it and I was like, is this why we have the petrodollar? Is this, is this why we have the Federal Reserve? Are we bombing kids in, in Yemen and Syria and other countries so that these vapid narcissistic women can have cheap products to smear on their faces? Yo, I'm ready to go back and work the farm. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to just get back to chopping wood and, and working really hard. And, and get, these luxuries are bad for us. The U.S., I understand the fear, I guess, is probably that China would start crushing the world with, with you know, their ridiculous, weird communism. And that's pro- that, that literally is a bad thing. So, OK, fine. That's a tough question right there. But if, is, is, the, is this why the U.S. does these things? Like, is the reason we're fighting in Ukraine for the expansion of energy so that these vapid, narcissistic, entitled millennials and Gen Zers can be as dumb as a box of rocks but get free stuff? Because reason- I'm like, vote for Trump, close the borders, build the factories— Everybody start, get back to work. We're not doing this anymore. You're not getting a free ride. The reason I'm not absolutely out of my mind enraged about the slavery in China or in wherever, wherever they have, I mean, slavery, you know, loosely, but where they're building these, these, these phones is because I'm getting, I'm, I'm sedated by the technology because I have access to cheap computers and phones. If I didn't, if I wasn't seeing value from the slavery, I'd be out of my mind about it. But instead I'm like, time is our most precious commodity. And I've heard from so many of my listeners who have asked for my advice about how they can spend it wisely to improve themselves and the people around them. That's why I'm so excited that Hillsdale College is offering more than 40 free online courses in the most important and enduring subject. You can learn about the works of C.S. Lewis, the stories in the book of Genesis, the meaning of the U.S. Constitution, the rise and fall of the Roman Republic, or the history of the ancient Christian church with Hillsdale College's online courses, all available for free. That's right, for free. I personally recommend you sign up for Constitution 101, the meaning and history of the U.S. Constitution. In this 12-lecture course, you'll explore the design and purpose of the Constitution, the challenges it faced during the Civil War, and how it has been undermined for more than a century by progressivism and liberalism. The course is self-paced so that you can start whenever and wherever. 
Enroll now in Constitution 101. Our country needs more Americans who understand the Constitution and can defend the freedom of the American people against the encroachments of an increasingly large and unaccountable government. Go right now to hillsdale.edu slash Tim to enroll. There's no cost and it's easy to get started. That's hillsdale.edu slash Tim to register. Hillsdale.edu slash Tim. There's also cost analysis. There's also the fact that, that, you know, there's enough horrible things that happen every single day to drive uh, someone insane if they knew about them all. Like the world is a big place and there's a lot of people and there's a lot of suffering. So the, the fact that that there's, you know, terrible things going on in China and stuff, if you don't have the capacity to know about it and you 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 shouldn't focus on it. And that's one of the reasons why I think that people are are just so frequently depressed is because the internet is delivered r- delivering bad news right to their news feed all day long and they doom scroll and stuff. I think that has a psychological effect on people. I think what preceded his comment here was he was asked about polling in the United States where the opposition to the war in Ukraine is increasing. And he was asked about Republican lawmakers, say people like MTG, et cetera, who are uh, want accountability at the very least for the, what, $120 billion that's going there. So they kind of teed him up for this. So this was part of his rant, basically saying that Republican, that Americans shouldn't have a contrary opinion about the war, that elected officials should support it 100%. And if they don't, this is where this is going. What's interesting is you didn't hear anyone from the re- regime say, oh, no, 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 this is not where that's headed. Because this is the natural escalation. You know, we've seen this before. So we keep sending more artillery. We're sending jets. Who, who's teaching Ukrainian pilots how to use our weaponry? We're just, just send it with some instructions. I mean, this is where it's headed. So you haven't seen anyone from the Defense Department or anyone with the Biden White House say, no, that this is that was totally out of line. That's not going to be the case. What because do you think? This, where, this is probably where it's headed. I know that we got a long way to go, but I'm curious your thoughts on what would happen the day Donald Trump takes office again with the Ukraine war still in action. Do you think he just pulls everything back like a snap of a finger? You know, Tim, I think that the more this goes on and the more it does escalate, it increases Trump's chances of winning. I mean, I think this issue alone could be a winning issue for him. Yep. Um, that and the border, because it's not going to change. But this, where how this is going directionally, this could be his biggest issue. So yes, he would take over. I think he learned his lessons about who he can and can't trust in the military-industrial complex and uh, the Pentagon, which is basically no one. Um, and so I think if he becomes president, he fires Mark Milley and a whole lot of other people, and he automatically says, I'm, I'm not listening to any advice. We're done with this. I, I can already see the political ads that are going to be running on this channel and every other YouTube channel. It's going to be a red screen and it's going to show a train derailment. And there's going to be some some like somber, deep voice of a 50 year old man who sounds like he smoked a pack of cigarettes every day you know, since he was 12, saying something like when a train derailment spread toxic chemicals killing livestock and threatening the lives of millions. Joe Biden flew to Ukraine. And then it's going to be like spending $100 billion of your money on a country for what reason? Don't vote for Joe Biden. 
Probably that day alone could be the... That was it, the, for it, me at least. I agree. And even, <clears throat> even you know, look, I like DeSantis, but even that day was big on like, DeSantis came, went out of my mind on that one. That's right. Donald Trump going down there giving out Big Macs yeah. was just like, I was laughing. And it felt good. Like, it felt humanly good that Donald Trump was there with a, with a smile buying Big Macs. It's like almost stupid, but it was it was human. It was something. And and the funny thing is, like, let me just let me just say it like this: Donald Trump went to East Palestine. Biden went to Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Holy, are you serious? Right. Man, he I, look. I mean, we don't even know if this guy is going to be able to run anyway. So maybe that's it. Maybe they're just like, who cares? Yeah, it's not going to be him, right? But I think that was his, ma- you know, that's Trump's magic. And I mean, I, I, I'm a DeSantis fan, too. I spent a lot of time in Florida. Um, he just does not have that sort of personal connection uh, that Trump has honed over years that, that comes by him naturally. And that was on display uh, in Ohio, uh, despite the contrast. You know, even if even if Biden uh, hadn't uh, made his trip to Ukraine, it on its own, it reminds people of what Make, made Trump a special uh, president. It was a surprise and what we visit. Lost. Right. Yeah. Biden's like, surprise, everybody. Hey, I went to Ukraine. And we're like, why? Walk this line. That's amazing. To give him $500 million. Yeah. I remember yeah, he took $500 million. Took half, a, half a billion dollars with him to give <laughs> he him. He had to door dash him some uh, military support. Wow. Then, ja- then uh, Janet Yellen went. So, But yeah, so I'm watching <laughs> those videos of these vapid young people, and I'm just thinking about what is this system that we live in and why do we do it? It's not. Oh, sorry. Well, no, no. It's just like we want to maintain the petrodollar. The United States manufactures nothing. So in order to maintain our GDP, we for one, we do produce culture and, sh- and spread those movies and music around and make money off that. So there is an export there. But for the most part, we don't manufacture and export things. So the only reason our economy is propped up is because we are it's, it's, it's a mostly unipolar world, not becoming multipolar. But that means the United States controlled everything, decimated its competition and put guns everywhere. And so it's like use the U.S. dollar to buy oil or else, which means when this country wants to buy oil, they need to buy the dollars from us and we can charge whatever we want because we got the guns. And then for us, we can just print the dollars and buy the oil. It's, How about that? It's sort of like having, I've never had a, like a grandfather that's super rich. He's like the patriarch of the family and everyone hates him in the family, but he's the one with all the money. Why does everyone hate him in this, just, in he's this story? He's such a dick. He's such <laughs> he's an alcoholic, like, abusive, racist, old from way back. And that's what the United States has become. This hated patriarch that has, it's the vestige of the military industrial. We used to be so great in the 80s and 70s, so great, you know, because we were actually We were pretty protecting. hated back then, too. Yeah. But they we were. did prevent World War III before the they invasion hated of Ronald Reagan. Pretty, they they really hated Ronald. You know, the Iran Contra thing was insane. But I, I mean, mean, Vietnam was nasty. I'm not a big You're fan a of Reagan. Him. So You're absolutely hated so, him. So and you know, John Rockefeller, he was probably always. I don't know. I don't know if he's personally a jerk, but I think you know, you get these weird old patriarchs that are like they control all the money in the family, and I, I feel like that's how people are just waiting for the United States to die because you can't kill the old man. That's why I'm saying you vote for Trump. He builds a wall. He brings the factories back. He stops the foreign policy garbage. And that means we're not going to be the global police or anything like that. And that means all of these vapid young people have to roll up their sleeves and learn how to chop wood. And I, I'm, I'm totally fine with that. Yeah. I, I, don't, I, I think it's good. That's, it, the gluttony of this country is a huge problem. Just there's tons of really dumb people who don't work. And the reason why we're seeing people getting degrees in like feminist dance theory is because you don't have to do anything. It's like... Mm. 
You used to have to break rocks. I'm going to be an influencer. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. When China asked, when they did, they did, there was that study that they, they asked Chinese kids, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? And they're like, astronauts. And they asked American kids, in, YouTubers or whatever. It's like ma- influencer, right? Influencers. Mm-hmm. They wanted to be yes. personalities. Right. I think it's not the luxury that's destroying people or the ex- even the excessive luxury. It's the lack of uh, relativism to the luxury. If, if you're born in luxury, you don't know it's a luxury. You got to get out of the system, go to South America and spend some time in the jungle where if you eat the fruit, you're going to get dysentery and then come back to the United States and realize that running water is a godsend. I don't think the fruit gives you dysentery. You should check it out. Go to Baylin. It's where they poop in the river. They don't know. That, but that, that's that's the water, not the fruit. It gets into the ground, into the into the soil. And then if you eat the fruit that comes out of it, there's parasites and stuff in it. And also, it's a different biome. Like, your body can't handle certain chemicals the way they can't hear. Um, I got real sick eating acai in Brazil. Yeah, I ate a fruit yeah. that tasted you never like about, that's creamy. Processing. It was like sweet, creamy fruit I'd never eaten before. And I just started puking immediately after that's I ate horrible. it. It was crazy. Yeah. But it tasted so good. Oh, really? Yeah, it was wild. Let me pull up this story from uh, Reuters. Here's, here's the good news, everybody, from Reuters. EU aims to team up with defense industry to speed up ammunition output. Oh, that's good news. I mean, I personally don't mind it. It's I'm having a hard time finding gold.556, so. <laughs> hey, okay, if Europe starts producing, we can import. You know. The European Union aims to join forces with the bloc's defense industry to speed up and scale up the production of ammunition badly needed on the battlefield in Ukraine and to replenish military stocks at home, its chief said on Saturday. Make no mistake, ladies and gentlemen, this is World War III. Will it escalate to the point, out, will it escalate to a conflict outside of Ukraine is the question. But NATO and Russia are fighting, and other countries, I believe, are soon to be involved. China may start, even Zelensky's warning about this, China could team up with Russia, and then it's World War III. It's like, oh, okay. If China does, they're not going to say that's the start of World War III. They're going to say the Ukrainian invasion was the start of World War III. They're going to argue that the Euromaidan protest was the start of World War III. So we're in the forest right now, man. I'll just say this, seeing a story, this is like people were sharing it around like crazy, actually from a week ago, seeing a story where Europe is going to start mass producing bullets, I'm like, yeah, they're getting ready for war. We're going to see other manufacturing too, and we're going to see the U.S. shipping more, more, more of the stuff in. So uh, short-term good news, if you invest in like uh, Lockheed or uh, Northrop Grumman, you're pro- actually, I'm going to check that right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it, it, I mean, this is, this is a an evergreen statement, but it's it's a good idea if you're a firearms owner to make sure that you have, you know, a sufficient amount of ammunition for each of your firearms. So if you've got multiple firearms in multiple different cal- calibers, you need to get some ammunition for all of the calibers. Uh, Lockheed's up 9% over last year. There you go. It's a little bit above, you know, average. Let's, that's outperforming the market, too. Right, because right. the market's down. You know, but 9%. All right, what, what, what do we got? Like Northrop? How are they doing? Is that publicly traded? Oh, yeah. Sure. There we go. Northrop Grumman. How are they doing? Uh, let's see. In the past year, they're up 4%. Okay. So big spike. They were actually, they, they actually dropped down quite a bit. But, uh, you know, it really does seem like, what's, what's another weapons manufacturer? I could Boeing, Boeing. Boeing. Boeing's Ooh, up yeah. 4%. Ooh, they Boeing. dropped down. What happens, you see the spikes and the drops, and I think what happens is these... Well, Boeing, Boeing uh, 0.65 of the past year. L3 technology. Oh, I'm getting 4% over the past year. That's weird. $204 per, per share. Yeah. You know, weird. Look, look at L3 technologies. Down 43% over the past five years. L3? L3? What's yeah. L3? L3, they make uh, a lot of laser devices and small arms oh, stuff. Oh, lasers. They're doing really well or what? There's, there's, no, they're way down. They're way, they're down seventeen percent. Oh no! Yeah, you know we don't we don't need lasers. 
But so. you see the spikes and the drops, they'll sell off and then buy back up and do these organized. I mean, it's illegal to do that, but I think that's what happens is they sell off. Stock plummets, people panic sell, and then they buy a bunch back up. Unfortunate, but that's what happens when people control the market. My graphene investment's doing real well. And that will up continue 20, for the next decade. 28%. <laughs> yeah, man. Wow. Uh, I'm just waiting for the moment that like these weapon, weapons manufacturers come out and they're like, we've made a tremendous discovery in weapons technology, the graphene bomb. And then it's just like the stock <laughs> jumps. We were talking about percent. making better primer <laughs> a couple nights ago. And, um, Using graphene. Just, yeah, graphene's going to be going to be utilized. <laughs> graphene bullets, graphene rifling, all that stuff. Just, I'm not convinced, but sure. I but think about those true. corporations. There's no war. Okay, we're out of the Middle East. The war, nobody really believes in war and terror. There's nothing really looming. What happens to those corporate? I mean, these are ma- these are huge. They're still making corporations. the same products. So you that have way- a huge military. You've got so many people invested in foreign war in the military, but there's nowhere to go. So you, what do you do? Well, you get a clown like Zelensky, and you pump him up as some sort of savior, and you let this, you know. For years, Putin uh, obviously is a bad guy, but he's not the worst enemy that we have. And so you manufacture this, and then everybody, you know, I think they thought they could conjure up the old days of, you know, the beating the war drums that would bring people together and enrich the people who are getting uh, rich. Zelensky is literally a clown. Literally, literally, that's right. yeah. You know, I'm not. I'm not trying to be cute or insult him. He he was a comedian on a comedy show, and there's like viral clips of him playing guitar naked on stage or yes, like I pretending to be mm-hmm. naked. That was going viral. Apparently, pretty right. funny guy. I never saw. I don't speak Ukrainian. Yeah, that's fine. He's probably a funny guy. Dancing. And he was. Uh, he played a character on a TV show about a comedian that became president or something like that, and then he became president. There and it's just were. like. And deep down, he wants to be loved. All actors do. This obsession with being liked, which is why I think we could make a hero out of him if he ends this war. If there's it, enough public it, support for it, it and he worked. would throw his life at it. It works for him as the puppet candidate because he can speak. You need someone who can stand up and do the, the propaganda shots act, and everything. That's for sure. Remember those videos yeah. that came out that looked like they were CGI'd? It's like he yeah. would, like the trees weren't moving behind him. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, no, those are real. It's just the lighting is weird because uh, they put spotlights on them. And it's like, yo, the trees aren't moving either. People believe that stuff. Do you think that if we were talking about Trump earlier, that if he ran again, or I think he's going to, or I don't know if he's, he, has he declared? Trump already he declared a while ago. Yeah. I, haven't, I haven't heard from him in about a month and a half uh, or something like that. So the, the, the media is just going to be like, hey, Putin's friend's trying to run for president again. Uh-huh. We can't let him. We can't let Putin's buddy get president or he'll give Russia to all of Europe. And and uh, how can that possibly be overcome? The liberal economic orders stranglehold on the liberal on the media is so like shows so like this. Guttural, you think share this show with your friends if you think the liberal media is bad. He does Damn. have a point. Smooth. That's going to be a rough sell on people because they're going to have to get, what, 51 percent of the pop- voting population to go for this or something. It's decentralization. Um, look, man, Don Lemon's melting down because his show is crumbling. <laughs> CNN's losing whatever grip they had. Zucker's out. The, these these big networks, they're struggling to maintain the narrative. Do you have a will or a trust? It can be scary to think about death, but not having a plan in place if something happens is far scarier. Thanks to trust and will, you don't have to navigate the complicated and confusing process of estate planning alone. They make it accessible, affordable, and way easier than you thought it could be. Trust and Will walks you through the whole process step by step. Each will or trust is state-specific, and you can customize it to your own needs, including guardianship, health care preferences, power of attorney, and final arrangements. 
you'll have easy access and control of all your estate planning documents in one convenient place with bank-level encryption. And you'll reduce the burden on loved ones by helping them avoid complicated probate proceedings and family disagreements, all starting at just $199. Join hundreds of thousands of families and protect your loved ones with trust and will. Get 10% off plus free shipping of your estate plan documents at trustandwill.com slash Tim. That's trustandwill.com slash Tim. It's, you know, it's almost like we're getting, we talked about the time machine. What was it called? The two different species of humans. One were like trolls and one were like super smart or whatever. The Morlocks and the, was uh, it the Morlocks? Eloy. And the, Eloy, I, Eloy. I forget yeah. the name Something of the. Like uh, it feels like that's what we're going because right now, you know, to shout out that podcast again, which is just getting all these viral clips. These women, this woman's like, he asks her, are you a feminist? She's like, yeah, I'm a feminist because like the system is, you know, like this, the women should be, I want to do whatever I want in the system. And I'm just like, holy crap. That's a Biden <laughs> voter right there. Yes. And then this, everybody watching here is a Trump voter. Maybe some DeSantis voters because like there's a logical decision to be made about the capabilities of, of either man, but there's no decision to be made about Biden. Anybody who spends five seconds reading is going to be like, this man is not qualified to be president, period. Or I should say he should he just be kept far away from office. His brain don't work. Yeah. But most- what we're getting is these people who are just like, I don't know, like I saw on the TV, they said Donald Trump was Russian and Russia is like in Mexico. And so we shouldn't, I don't want a Mexico president. And then you're like, have you seen these Fleckas talks things they do? Oh, I haven't yeah. seen the uh-huh. Fleckas talks, but I, 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 I know what you're talking about. But you, they they, they go down like. and they'll ask a random person, name, name a country that's name starts with the letter U and they'll go, uh, Utah. <laughs> <laughs> And it's like, I know dumb people exist and you can find them and make videos mocking them. But I'm just growing concerned that, you know, that let's talk about the lab league thing real quick. And then we'll, we'll get into it in a, in a bit. It's just like Seamus Coglin put it really well. Freedom Tunes, guys, shout out. He said, remember when a virus emerged in right next a virus emerged in the city that had a virus factory and it merged right next to the virus factory. But they called you crazy for believing yeah. that it didn't come from the market a few blocks away. It's just like John Stewart talked about that. And he was just like, it's crazy. They called him racist and alt-right. There are people that are so dumb that Zelensky can go on TV. And I'm driving down the street in West Virginia and I see the Ukrainian flags. There, there's, and, and West Virginia, Virginia, Maryland, there are people who they, they, they can't even point to Ukraine on a map. And they're like agreeing with $100 billion in war funding for a country they've never heard of. It's yeah. similar to voting against someone, which has been a big problem the last five years, is that people want to vote against the guy they don't like. Now, right now, they're fighting against Russia. It's not even for Ukraine. I think the Ukraine flag means we're afraid Russia's going to take over Europe. They've just been scared to believe it. I don't know. I guess the, the goal with the EU is they want to make it just like the United States. They want it to be a large, centrally controlled block of different economic regions, right? And so the more they can induct other countries into it, Ukraine, of course, they, they want Ukraine in the EU. The problem is their economy is too bad. So they're going to go with NATO first. Russia's like, no way, I'm not letting you do this. You're basically taking over. You know, the funny thing about Russia is there's a funny viral video from a long time ago where this woman is like, she's explaining that Russians are Asian and they're like, no, they're not. It's like, <laughs> yes, they are. Russia is yeah. north of China. And like, you can't. And then there's, there's another video where like Indian women are explaining that they're Asians because India is in Asia. And then people are like, no, you can't say that. But I remember I was talking to a friend and I mentioned that Russia, Russia, Russians were 
Russia was in Asia. In fact, most of Russia is in Asia. And then you have like the eastern portion. What is it? It's west of that mountain range. Uh, the Ural, the, the Ural Mountains? The Ural Mountains, is that what it is? I think so. Yeah. And, um, you know, west of it is Europe and then east of it. But most of Russia is in Asia. And then I had to explain to them, I'm like, Russia is like 50 miles from Japan. And it's yeah. north of China. Yeah. People don't know how big this place is. They don't know what its interests are. All they know is... You know, I don't know, communists from the Soviet era or something. I don't even think that they they have a concept of that. I think that it's 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 a far more simplistic view of uh, of Russia. You know, it's the narrative is that Russia is, uh, you know, is among the basket of the of deplorables. Essentially, you know, obviously Russia is um, an authoritarian run state but it's the the way that they've aligned donald trump russia and and essentially anyone that had that has a dissenting opinion in the united states is smeared with the russian puppet uh narrative um isn't zelensky getting rid of a bunch of people though too hasn't he purged some of his leaders defense ministers or finance ministers or I mean, I he's doing his fair share, I think, of crushing political dissent oh, yeah. in his own country. Yeah, yeah. he shut down media. He right. shut down a television churches network. Churches and, oh, I believe, churches associated with Russia. Yeah, uh, Russian Orthodox. 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 Orthodox, right. Yeah. So, mm. yeah. Which, I mean, it, obviously, that's, that's stuff that, that the media in the U.S. doesn't want to talk about because it's illiberal behavior and, and they want to paint um, Zelensky as a, Democrat, you know, a democratic... <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, government that that we can rely on as a stable partner, um, and they ignore the fact that Ukraine was one of the most corrupt countries in Europe. Uh, Eastern Europe is terribly corrupt. They didn't handle the transition from Soviet states to uh, liberal democracies uh, the way that uh, the United States did. Um, it was uh, significantly more corrupt and and uh, run. For the oligarchs, really, that were that whoever could grab power at the end of the Soviet Union. So, the the situation in the Ukraine is not you know, it's not the U.S.'s business. Well, let, let's uh, let's talk about the escalation of war because we got this here story right. from the Daily Mail. FBI director agrees with Energy Department report that COVID most likely leaked from Wuhan lab and claims China is thwarting and obfuscating U.S. investigations into the virus. So, uh, okay, uh, shout out to Colbert. Because he actually pointed this out in his bit, although he was trying to be dismissive. He said the reason the Department of Energy is putting out a statement on the lab leak is because they actually oversee biolabs. So a lot of people are, you know, John Stewart made a joke when asked about it. He's like, I wasn't waiting for the Department of Energy to weigh in on this when they'll laugh. And it's like, well, they actually are the authority as they oversee biolabs. And uh, the FBI director, uh, Christopher Wright, agrees the lab leak hypothesis. So uh, what's the debate now? What's the argument? Can we just tell all of these crackpot liberal people in the corporate press they were wrong and, and they should be fired or what? Fire them all? Okay. Uh, I don't For know. other reasons, I, I guess. A lot I like of them were reporting what they were told. So I don't know if you, I don't know. So is that, fire. so, so, wait, wait. So, you know, I hire a reporter and then I'm like, mm-hmm. go report on what's going on with the pandemic. And then after you do, I'll tell you what to write. 
Yeah, basically, that's how those corporations work. It's true, but yeah, I mean, those aren't journalists. They should, they're, they're, they're PR spokesmen yeah, for they're, powerful institutions. They're reporting. They're not investigating. Well, that's like everything, it goes back to Trump because Trump was the one who said this virus is from China, suggested that this was the source of it. And so the media and their reflexive uh, behavior then, of course, had to come out and say no that that's not it. Um, and so they had just dug their heels in. And there wasn't a lot of reporting on this until, um, you know, not even this revelation. But You're, there were it, others stepping forward. Do you think it was Trump? He called it the that, China virus right away. I mean, a, lo- a lot of people were blaming China, but Trump was a very lo- loud and prominent voice very early on blaming China. He was but critical you, on China early, early in his... In his he right. was always critical of China. Yeah. But you he campaigned think, on it. Do you think that that was the motivation behind the push against the the narrative that it was a, a Wuhan there's, there's virus a really, from the... That it was manufactured there's a really, by the CCP. Yeah. Yeah. There's a really great video where there's this doctor who says... The reason people didn't, the reason the press ignored the lab leak stuff is because we funded the lab and it was embarrassing. And if we didn't fund it, it would be 100% of Americans agreeing it most likely came from the lab. But it's it's, it's insane that, uh, I mean, the video is fantastic. It's insane that the media literally said this. And I have people repeating it to me. I had a friend be like, no, I think it probably came from the wet market. And I'm like, you think the bat coronavirus... (laughs) didn't come from the bat coronavirus laboratory. It came from the wet market a block away from the laboratory where someone drove a bat from a thousand miles away to eat instead of the lab where they had the actual viruses that I, you know, it's that's how fine. I, that's how I feel too. I don't, I think that Donald Trump would get pushed back no matter what, but I think that because the U S government was funding the lab in Wuhan and the COVID virus likely came from the lab in Wuhan, that that is going to make the narrative pushback, the, 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 the significant does factor. This, does it mean we can call it the China virus now? I mean, I don't see a problem with it, but someone's going to say you're a racist. But uh, uh, yeah, I'm, just... I'm part Asian, so I'm allowed to. And you're racist <laughs> if you tell me I can't. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but I, don't, I don't need no white, white liberals coming to me and telling me right. what my people are, are allowed to say. Huh? That's, right. That's racist. You know, I'm I'm trying to have a conversation over here. Yeah. But uh, they'll they'll call Larry Elder a white supremacist. So you know they'll yeah, just they're they'll gonna just call say, you they're gonna call <laughs> you racist no matter what. I mean, it doesn't matter. Like it doesn't matter what you say because they're they're going to call you names and they're gonna frame it in in a way that can slime you no matter what. I I I think dirty smear merchants. As we've mentioned this in the past couple of nights, I think the U.S. is getting ready for war with China and they need this narrative. I don't think so, because they were working together on bioweapons in Wuhan. So I, and, and no one, we're, we're like neighbors in the Pacific. So I, I don't think so. I don't think that they neighbors? want war at all. Yeah, with Russia, with like Alaska and Russia, and China and Russia all being kind of like that triangulated. That is a very large area that you're thinking of. And we're not, got we're not neighbors. Right along the coast like, and everything. You could argue we're neighbors everywhere in the world because the hegemonic powers are pressing against each other's borders. But, like, we're all neighbors. It's like, yeah, and shooting at each other, but sure, neighbors. Like, Pakistan and India are neighbors. Well, they've got Pacific coast access. Any any of these Pacific uh, countries I would consider, like, our, our West Coast neighbors. Like, sure, Alaska, but, like, uh, Australia. We, China is our principal adversary. And they've been, like, sending warships into our territorial, like, near or just outside of our territorial waters, Alaska and Hawaii. I think they're deathly we, afraid we're going to invade China. You think China's scared the U.S. will invade China? Deathly afraid. I think they What makes you say that? Really? Because they're like, 
a crumbling economy with just just using us as their their their, we last, really their greatest that, sales no. agent. Discord set up no. for people to yeah. talk to Ian. If we cancel our alliance with China, they <laughs> no. they go bankrupt. The, that's alliance. one. That's different. Our trade alliance that is different to invading mainland China. <laughs> I, I think that's the fear of most people around the world is that the United States is going to invade. No. Like that's not, not China. That's not even that is so that is so outside of the yeah. the realm of possibility. There's there's actually maybe maybe that's no. why because it's the least likely I, thing that can I happen. figured it out. I figured it out. Here's what we got to do. America Americans got guns, right? Yes. Yeah. The US just needs to build like a land bridge, bridge. to China mm-hmm. and then tell Americans go. Yeah. And because you, you know here's what I was thinking. The the, the Chinese people have no guns. And so if you took every American citizen and just plopped it right on top of China, like instantly the Americans would take over and own the place because we got so many guns. If they have no guns, what are we going there for? Well, because I was thinking like they don't have oil. We wouldn't invade. They have rare earth, rare earth mines. Rare earth minerals are actually Mm -hmm. everywhere, but just China's got the industry. But um, if the U.S. was going to invade China, I thought it was I was thinking about this and I'm like, yeah, why doesn't anybody invade the U.S.? Well, it's obviously because there's a gun behind every blade of grass. Yeah. But not in China. They've no. got the the a big army. They have the largest ground uh, standing ground army. But that won't matter when you have how many how many people are in their army? Not three hundred million. Let's say you take a hundred million U.S. adult men with guns. You know, that's a third win. of the country. They'll win any war. Like it's all the men. China's basically. a very weak military. They have good technology, but their their citizens are like malnourished and impotent. When they it comes they to have military. a billion and a half people. Fighting with backhoes and stuff. It doesn't like matter when there's a and billion and, and a half. Well, it, an it does if they don't have weapons, if they don't have ballistics. Important side point that people are bringing up. Adrian Curry just said, avoid Discord, they'll ban you. Yeah, we need to find something other than Discord. Right. There's another, uh, there's something out there that's an option. I forget the name of the, the company that runs it. Yeah, we'll things. figure it out. Matrix is one. Uh, the Matrix protocol and like Element, Element chat. But it's pretty, it can be pretty buggy. Right. I mean, Rumble's working on something for us, so we'll see what they can mm-hmm. cook up. Yeah. Oh, you think Rumble will make a call-in uh, function or something? Yeah, I think they're literally building something for us because we need something bespoke. So, Well, if that's the case, uh, Rumble should build channel chats, and then we could embed the channel chat on all of the content so there's always a chat room available everywhere 24-7. Yeah. Hey, that's a good idea. I like yeah. that. Gilded is the name of the other the other uh, company that I was thinking of. Gilded. But, yeah, they they do essentially the same thing as Discord. But I bring up this China stuff because I think that as Americans we've been like indoctrinated by li- to live in fear of other people it's since nine uh, eleven. Basically, I've I've seen it pretty intensely, and I don't think that anyone has any intention of invading the United States right now. It'd be like poking the bear, and and. I mean, look at what we did with NATO, how we pushed it right up to the Russian border and then blamed them for, for, for moving forward. Like, it's like putting turrets right out. You were yeah, putting a bunch of turrets right outside someone's front door. You, what, I, I don't mean, think any of it is serious because these aren't serious people, including the people who are running our military. People who are in charge here and everywhere else, they're just not serious. They're not capable people. Are you saying that you don't think I Putin's think, serious? Look at this. Well, uh, to do what? Beyond what he's already doing. I love this I meme. Mean, I don't think he wants to invade the U.S. No, he doesn't. I, I, I agree with that. Or I don't think he wants to invade Poland. I don't think he wants to invade anywhere. Here, this is a good example of us thinking that the Iranians are a threat. Iranians are a threat to the United States. The, it's, a, it's a meme where it says, Iran wants war. 
look how close they put their country to our military bases. <laughs> and then it shows all of the U.S. military bases surrounding Iran. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think that the United States is at any threat to anyone but themselves at this point. Well, well the U.S. Good. is a threat to a lot of people around the world. Yeah. Well, I mean, there is no threat to the United States beyond themselves at this point. If we implode and rip our country apart, that's the end of America. Otherwise, well, that's happening. And you know what? Yes. Whatever. That's why I'm saying, look, the argument for Trump, the argument about Trump was that if you revert to nationalism and you reduce internationalism, secure the borders, bring manufacturing back, it's it's semi-isolationist. I'm not saying you cut yourself off from the world. But what happens then is the petrodollar crumbles. The U.S. becomes reliant on its manufacturing base to do trade with other countries instead of military might. And uh, so my attitude was like, look, if you like the way you live, where you don't, you can write articles about, you know, celebrity gossip and get paid 60K a year, then you want to vote neolib. You want to vote neocon. You want to vote establishment because bombing kids in Yemen sells weapons to Saudi Arabia, which props up our economy. And then you get to do nothing for everything. But if you vote for Donald Trump, you're gonna have to roll up your sleeves, get a good job, take care of yourself, figure things out on your own, and you're not going to get this free ride from blowing up kids. Donald Trump's foreign policy, I think, proves that. And I've always been about the U.S. should not be using military might for economic advantage around the world. But I tell you this, all these leftists and all these liberals, if you actually place them in front of like a fork in the road and you said the fork on the left ends all war from the United States and the empire, but you'll have to work from sunup to sundown on a farm to survive. And the road on the right, we blow those kids up, but you get cheap cheeseburgers. They will all walk down the right fork. Mm-hmm. Every single hipster college leftist will take the go ahead and blow them off if it means I don't got to work. Because already we're seeing these videos of, of young people being like, they're filming themselves on TikTok going, why do I have to work to like live? I can't believe that's a thing. Adulting. Yeah. Yeah, the word adulting. Old term. Mm -hmm. Oh, boy. Let's talk about how bad things uh, are in this this country. Here we got this uh, tweet for for you. I tweeted this out this morning. If you take the Chicago election results map and place it over a racial demographics map, what you get is probably unsurprising. Black neighborhoods voted for Lightfoot, a black woman. Hispanic neighborhoods voted for Garcia, Hispanic, and white neighborhoods voted for uh, Vallis and some Johnson. Vallis is a white guy. Now, it's not absolute. Johnson is a black man as well. But this is a fascinating thing. Here's the map you can see. And uh, the maroon is Vallis, a white man. The uh, burnt orangish is Johnson, who is a black man. The purple is Lightfoot. You know, Lori Lightfoot. They call her Beetlejuice. And the green is Garcia. Now, you may notice that there's a big chunk of green here and green here. Well, let's uh, let's start with this. Here is the here's a map of, you know, it's really annoying that the wait wait. Let me see if I can uh, shrink this down somehow. No, actually, I can't. Yeah, scroll oh, well. a little bit, maybe. You can't scroll. Won't let me scroll. Oh, I see. So, uh, oh well, it is what it is. Actually, yeah. maybe I can do this. There we go, and now I can shrink it. Yeah. All right. Nope, still didn't work. All right, <laughs> never mind. So you take a look at this. You know what? We'll just we'll just go right for the map. Here you go. Here's 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 the race and ethnicity in Chicago map, and uh, here's white. You can see up here on the top left, near O'Hare, it's all white. You can see here, it's it's moderately white. You can see right here, it's all white. You can see down here, there's some white. You can see here and here. And uh, and then let's take a look at the electoral uh, election results map. Hey, look at that. The white area, the white area, the white area. They all voted for a white guy. Take a look at this. Let's go back and check out Hispanic. Here, you got a big chunk right here in the middle, right here and down here. And what do you see? 
Go back to the electoral map. Hey, look at that. Right in the same place. They voted for the Hispanic guy. Now, hold on. Ward 10, you might say, voted for the white guy. Ah, yes. But 36% for Vallis, the white guy, and 35% for Jesus G. Garcia, the Hispanic guy. In a neighborhood that is mixed between white and Hispanic, they voted mixed. And then, of course, if you go back to the racial demographic maps maps, and look at black, you'll see this whole area as black community and right here as well. And then you look at the electoral map and sure enough, the only thing that apparently mattered to people in Chicago was the race of the candidate. How about that? I'm sure a lot of people were concerned about policy. I'm sure uh, a lot of people, if you take a look at this area, Logan Square up to Rogers Park, this is the hipster portion. That's wokeness. These are the woke left people. And they voted for Johnson. And he's to the left of Lightfoot. There you go. He's the last one. Yeah. So for them, it's policy, but they're also racist. So I'm unsurprised. (laughs) So there you go. Right. Yeah. I I, I was looking at the map and the breakdown and I was wondering, like, why did Lori Lightfoot lose? She's an awful mayor. And here's the thing. Everybody's talking about like, oh, wow, she came in third place. She got defeated in a landslide. No, she didn't. She got the same amount of votes she got last time. The only difference this time, white people voted. Wow. The lockdown, the shutdowns. I'll call them shutdowns. Crime. And there were eight candidates. It was crime. Crime as a result of the shutdowns. Vallis ran almost exclusively on crime. Crime as a result of Well, I mean, a lot of things. But you look at his website, and he's got a tab on the menu bar for issues. And then right next to it is crime. And then he's got to report crime. So his campaign website was encouraging voters to report crimes to him. That's how much crime motivated white people to vote. Well, and what you're talking about, you know this because you're from Chicago, and I'm, I can say I'm from Chicago, or I cannot say it. Not yeah, that I'm from, outside. Yeah, okay, suburban Chicago. I spent enough time there. Um, but that pink area to the right um, is, I mean, that's a lot of lib, white, woke women in that area. So to Which see one up it, here? So Lincoln Park. So the oh, loop yeah. up north oh, yeah. through Gold Coast. Gold Coast. Lincoln Park. You know, Wrigleyville, that when then you start to get into the uh, Johnson's area there. Um. These last few years have not been easy on our economy. And with tax season finally arriving, there will be millions of hardworking people and businesses that could struggle even more due to the IRS working against them and pocketing profits for themselves. America First Tax Group can help put an end to your worries. Just one phone call to 800-431-5684 and you'll be in touch with America First Tax Group, a full-service tax company that'll fight the IRS's predatory tactics and put you on the path to financial freedom. Their experts can help you or your business with any tax-related problems you may have, from dealing with your back taxes to granting you access to tax relief and much more. Don't wait. Get in touch with America First Tax Group today by calling 800-431-5684. That's 800-431-5684. Or visit AmericaFirstTaxGroup.com slash Tucker. Again, 800-431-5684 or AmericaFirstTaxGroup.com slash Tucker. You know, that that's the wealthiest part of the city. Yep. So. But even here on the southwest side. But that's side. also an area that... Uh, has always really Crazy. been immune to crime, the Gold Coast, Lincoln Park. I mean, and that just has not been the case. So people who've lived I, there safely thought they could walk to the restaurants. You know, that's, you know, I looked look up at the Gold Coast. I mean, it's like it's it's locked down. Yeah, I looked up Lori Lightfoot's election results and she got like 88,000 votes in the last election. Which one or what wins which the race? one? The first one? The, the her, first her previous election? election. And then this time around, she got, uh, I think, what did she get? Uh, no, no, she got like 92. She got 87,000 votes this time around, putting her in third place. 
if she got only a few thousand more, she would have beat Brandon Johnson. And then if she she needed what nine thousand? No, not even seven thousand more. Not even seven thousand. Oh, I'm sorry, seventeen thousand. My bad. About seventeen thousand more votes, and she would be in the runoff with Paul Vallis. And that's what happened last time. She got around ninety thousand votes, went into a runoff, and then she won. My prediction: Brandon Johnson wins. Okay. Based on this map showing you that the black neighborhoods voted for the for for uh, if you look at the the, the black neighborhoods. The top candidates votes, Lori Lightfoot, Willie Wilson, and Brandon Johnson. The top three, they're all black. If you look at the white areas, it's Paul Vallis, Brandon Johnson, Jesus Garcia. It's mixed. My prediction is the black neighborhoods will likely vote for the black candidate in the runoff, not the white guy, giving Brandon Johnson the the tremendous advantage just uh, to win. So it's kind of disheartening, to be completely honest, that you look at like the Hispanic neighborhoods and they just vote for the Hispanic guy and the white neighborhoods voted for the white guy and the black neighborhoods voted for the black lady. So what do you think is going to happen then? You're going to get, here, here's my prediction in the future. I think we're going to start seeing a tremendous amount of black politicians and to a lesser degree, Hispanic and Asian, but a tremendous amount. And the reason is conservatives don't care about race. If you have a Larry Elder or Thomas Sowell, conservatives are going to be clapping and cheering for him. They don't care what his race is. They care about the policies and the ideas. The liberals and the left are extremely racist. They won't vote for a white guy, which creates real problems for the Democratic Party. That's why they you know, want to Kamala Harris or something like that. So what will end up happening is you're going to have in this scenario, it's a perfect example, Brandon Johnson, don't know his policies, don't know anything about him. But if we're seeing by neighborhood people vote predominantly based on race, what's going to happen? White people will be split between Vallis and, and Johnson because you're going to get a mix of the college liberal types in Logan Square and Rogers Park who are racist, who won't vote for a white guy. Then you'll get the more urban conservative types who will vote for the tough on crime guy. Then you'll get the black neighborhoods voting for the black candidate. And you will ultimately end up with more black candidates winning in the long run. Also, when a white person, a black person have a baby, they have a black baby. They call it mixed. But like Barack Obama, you call him a black guy. This he, is he had a white mother. And, and this is something that I was told. Since I was a little kid being mixed race, I was told that on the on the census, I am not a white person mm-hmm. that at the, the even though I'm 75 percent white, according to the U.S. government, I am not white. That's how it works. So I'm like, I, I don't I don't I don't know. But my, my, my point ultimately is this. If conservatives are not racist and they're willing to vote for anybody and the left is only willing to vote for minorities, that's going to create a tremendous pressure in one direction away from white candidates. Well, I think in Chicago and Johnson is far more progressive, even more so than she is. I think he wants a city income tax. I think he's defund the police guy. Uh, he's was bolstered by the um, Chicago Teachers Union, the most powerful political interest group in the city by far. Um, and I think after crime, education is a huge one. You have hugely dropping um, attendance and um, uh, participation rates in Chicago public schools, especially after lockdowns. And of course, Chicago public schools had one of the longest lockdowns. And Paula Vallis, so education's a big issue. Paula Vallis is the former um, education uh, secretary in the city. He worked for Rich Daly. I believe he was his education, um, you wouldn't call it secretary, head of education. So he's got a very strong background. I think he also was in Philly and a few other cities. So I think that that is sort of his advantage. But I think, you know, it wasn't that long ago, Chicago, you know, they voted for Rahm Emanuel. Obviously, Rich Daly won, I don't know how many terms, four. So you have Vallis, who is a daily Democrat, which a lot of people nowadays call Republicans, yep. um, versus a very far left um, uh, 
candidate in Johnson. So it's a, it's going to be a big. You take a look at these uh, the, the black neighborhoods, mm-hmm. and you can see that Lori Lightfoot, Willie Wilson, and Brandon Johnson are all the top. In Ward 6, Lori Lightfoot has 38%, Willie Wilson has 22 and Brandon Johnson has 18 That means when it goes to the runoff, why would they vote for Vallis? They're going to vote for Johnson. He's their third pick, not Vallis. He gets their vote. And so then you look at Ward 11, Vallis and Johnson are, Vallis is 58% to Johnson's 14 to Garcia's 13, but I think Johnson still gets an advantage there. You take a look at the woke areas. Mm -hmm. Trust me, guys, if you don't know, Logan Square as woke as I, I used to live there. That's right. Me too. Well, Young that's hipster. Northwestern is yep. north of there. That's right. And you got like, like Loyola up here mm-hmm. as well. And so Brandon Johnson's already winning in these places. So then you look at this over here. Brandon Johnson's got 19%. Val has 50%. I think you give all of the all of these areas already leaning slightly towards him. Plus, just take a look at the vote. Lori Lightfoot and Willie Wilson's votes. If you take 87, let's just call it 90 plus 45 so you're taking uh, an extra 140,000 votes on top of Brandon Johnson. He crushes Vallis. I don't see Vallis picking up the rest of the votes. And I'm going to say it. I don't care what, what the left says. You can clearly look at these maps and see that people are just voting for the race of the individual. That's it. It, it makes. But you know what it could be? It could be simply put, if you're a guy, if you're, if you're from Little Village, if you're from Ward 12 and you're Hispanic, you know that community better. So mm-hmm. it makes sense when you're campaigning. And saying stuff like, hey, I'm going to help with these issues. The people who live there are like, hey, those are issues I know. And so Lori Lightfoot knows these areas. But as much as I think it's fair to say there's a component there, I really do think for the most part, the people in Chicago have proven they're simply voting based on race. Now, for the people who are voting for Paul Vallis, this is what I was saying. I think conservatives, for the most part, don't care. They're just like, if you're tough on crime, I'll vote for you. Lori Lightfoot is not tough on crime. That's why you can see up in these areas, Johnson gets a portion of the vote and Vallis gets a portion of the vote. He gets the, the most of the vote. But I think what I just think it's clear as day right there that people just care about race. Well, it's it's definitely you're right. Your observation is correct that it is based, you know, racially how it's segregated is how it was voted. But correlation is not a proof of causation. So it's, you know, keep that in mind when making claims about why people voted. Sure. And that's why I said there's a possibility that, you know, Garcia gives a campaign speech. And because his experience comes from the same neighborhood, it resonates with people in that neighborhood. Does he speak Spanish? Chewy Garcia? Th- that's a big... Who? Yeah. Yeah, um, that's assuming. his name, Chewy Garcia. <laughs> Chewy? His real name is Chewy? Uh, it, I think it's something else, but that's what they call him. Chewy. So if, if, you, people, Chewy Garcia. if you speak Spanish or right. your parents are if like from Mexico or something like that, then I could see why you would vote for someone that also spoke Spanish. Oh, for sure. I mean, he's been around for a while. I mean, look, man, there's a reason why everybody lives next to the people of the same... There's a reason why the neighborhoods right. are all segregated. People choose to do that. The government, like redlining and blockbusting ended. Blockbusting ended in the 80s. Redlining ended a long time ago. People now just choose to live next to people who they look like and look like them. So this, this like, I, I think that the Democrat critical race theory leftist stuff makes this worse and is exacerbating it. Absolutely. It's, Absolutely. I believe that. The whole, like, let's, let's get a woman of color as our vice president, like that obsession with race and gender, or I guess sex and race, you're going to see it all over the place. If you start well, I mean, Chicago's always, but it's been a city whose politics has been run by race for a long time. I mean, you go back to the days of Harold Washington and, you know, that whole the wars of the early 1980s. Um, that was, uh, you know, when he was the first black elected mayor, I think, in the country. Maybe he was the second. Um, 
so it's not necessarily new, but I I don't know. I'm going to disagree a little bit. I think I think there's different dynamics you think for Warren? the runoff than just race. Yeah. I think there's I just think it's a far more um, complicated, complex race. Maybe I'm being naive. What do you think? What else do you think there I, is? I, I, I think, I it think is. education. Paul Vallis, his roots to the city. You know, he's not like the old business guy or say a Rahm Emanuel or somewhere. He's got he's got good credibility and a good background in what he's done for the city. And I do think his background in education um, you know, crime being the major issue there. I think uh, what's happening in the schools is a major issue to to a lot of these parents. Now, I, I mean, I don't think I'd be naive enough to think that, you know, a lot of those neighborhoods, a lot of those wards, regardless of what situation they're in, would consider voting for Vallis. Um, but I, I do think um, it's a little bit more nuanced, I think, than race. I think that obviously there's a lot of things that play a role. When you look at the Rogers Park stuff, these are clearly, you know, more white areas mm-hmm. that are voting for a black man, obviously. for But that that, that falls in line with that. Um, there was a study done that shows the different racial breakdowns in their in-group, out-group preference. And white liberal is the only group with an out-group preference. It makes perfect sense when you right. look at this. That's right. So these neighborhoods, they probably care to a certain degree about policy. But I mean, you look at some of these places and it's like, you know, in Ward 18, which is, I believe, Ford, it's probably Ford City area. Okay. You, you've got, actually, let's just do this. It's, uh, uh, so here we go. For, yeah, it's Ford City. You've got 15% or so uh, white population. And uh, I'm sorry, that's a black population. It's uh, 27, 22% you know, percent white. It, it really does correlate. Like, this area is split between white, black, is mixed. So you get Lori Lightfoot, then Paul Vallis. But then you go into the areas that are more heavily black, and it's Lori Lightfoot, Willie Wilson, and Brandon Johnson. Mm-hmm. Like, even Johnson, who's far left, it seems like race played a bigger role than anything else. So I'm sure you could probably say 40% of the vote is, is due to good policy, but because of race being a predominant issue for most people, I guess, the way they see the world, that ended up being the dominant factor because that's what manifested in the map. Mm-hmm. You can come out and be like, no, no, everyone voted on policy. And I'm like, yeah, but if you look at the map, it's near one for one with the racial right. breakdowns of the city and who they voted for. That's kind of disheartening, isn't it? Yes. Maybe that's just reality. And you know, you can't feel one way or the other about it. I was right. thinking the other the, uh, yesterday or today, something like when we talk about race, like you got the people say white and black is a race. But it's the only ones that aren't like uh, a country, I think. I mean, there's Latino, but is that a Asian, race? Asians, they're Asian, a, Asian's Asian, a continent. Like, so there's there's a Russian. They're 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 from Russia or like yeah, Caucasian, Asian, the Caucasus. Then all of a sudden you have black and white, which are like what? How's that? There's black people all over the world from Haiti and from mm-hmm. Africa and from you know East East Asia and things like that. So like what? I don't know. The, I don't understand race. The whole concept of race is very weird. Let's jump to uh, some pop culture news and something completely uh, off the, I don't know, out, out of our normal subject range, I guess. Hmm. But actually, maybe it's not. Here's a story from the Daily Mail. Healing comes first. Fans send Justin Bieber well wishes as he cancels the remainder of his Justice World tour amid health woes. That's right. Uh, did you guys know that his face is paralyzed? Hmm. And uh, people are saying that they believe... The reason that he's canceling is because he can't use his face anymore. And uh, they're saying it's Ramsey Hunt syndrome. Oh, no. That's really sad. Yeah. And Phil's giving me this look right now. You, you phrased it. You can't use your face anymore. That's oh, just, well, I mean, I don't know what he's funny like. to me. 
So, uh, you know, here's this 29-year-old dude suffering from something, they, that they say, that typically only affects people over the age of 60. Dang. He's still affected by this? This was like three months ago, I think he, he first announced it. This is, I guess, what the... the it's being reported by a bunch of celebrity gossip and outlets. That's the reason, the Ramsey Hunt syndrome, like where we saw this a while ago. He, his face was paralyzed. But, what uh, causes it? Well, uh, they're saying it's Ramsey Hunt. A lot of people thought it was, uh, what, Bell's palsy? Okay. Caused by probably some kind of medication, Virus perhaps. Uh, some okay. med- medication, perhaps, that he was, he was prescribed in oh. order to travel the world. Maybe but, an but adverse but reaction or something may- Maybe like some, that. yeah, to some kind of medication. But uh, we don't know for sure. Recreational use of medication? Possible. I mean, that, that's possible, too, to be honest. All of the above. Those but they're saying it's chickenpox. They're saying oh, okay. that, uh, and you know, I, it, it makes perfect sense, yes. right? Because we just heard that MSNBC host got pericarditis and myocarditis from the common cold. Everything so as we, as we know that lie. these very common uh, ailments can cause things like facial paralysis mm-hmm. and swelling of the lining around the heart. So it happens all the time. I've learned a lot since 2020. That's right. Did, oh, and heart attacks and strokes yeah. are way up among young people. Mm-hmm. And they're saying that's caused by erythritol. Yeah. yeah it's, oh, I've uh, heard. I've heard. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, all these keto diets. So, you know. Chicken eggs. What was it? Mm-hmm. Chicken eggs. Oh, and chicken eggs. They say we're causing that too. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we learned a whole lot about the world. And maybe if we cut out erythritol, chicken eggs, avoid chicken pox and the common cold, these heart attacks, strokes, and pericarditis and myocarditis will stop happening. I mean, you know, maybe Justin Bieber's cracking raw eggs for breakfast. And, and you, you see what? He's doing keto diet, so he's eating a lot of egg and he's eating a lot of erythritol. That <laughs> he explains should, it. He should have just stayed in the pod. He'd have been safe in the pod, man. Well, you know, maybe. Did he ever say why he thinks he got sick with this? Did he ever say like I had a uh, adverse reaction to something or any of that or did he just say I, I think I, I think he said Ramsey Hunt, which they say it's like oh he's got chicken pox and the virus hit the nerve in his ear or something and then it paralyzes your face and makes you go deaf or something like that. Is it permanent? Uh, I don't know. Cuz like Bell's palsy, I think you can yeah, it's temporary. You can recover from, right? Okay. Yeah, there's like a viral video of some nurse or something that got Bell's palsy from, I believe, from some sort of vaccination. I'm not sure. Yes. I'm not sure which one. I'm not sure which one. Nope. Just some but, sort of vaccination, uh, though. Mm-hmm. But then uh, it, it goes away. So it's like right. temporary paralysis of the face or something like that. Hmm. So, you know, I don't know. I thought it was kind of a big deal that one of the biggest celebrities in the world canceled a world tour. This is one of the most famous guys. And it's, it's it, you know, what's funny is uh, Eric Clapton's hands got paralyzed. You remember that? You don't yeah. say. Yeah, early on in the pandemic. I don't even like calling it a pandemic, yeah. man. That's so gross. It's, it's just so weird that all of these things are happening around the same time. And, uh, you know, I got to say, talk to a doctor about what's right for you and don't get your medical advice from podcasters. But I honestly think there's a strong possibility <laughs> uh, the next big domino to fall will be mass vaccination. Yeah. Specific, specific mass vaccination, not you know, I, I think there's a lot of vaccines that have been around for a long time that have been tested over several decades. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't be surprised if come 2024, you're going to see some news come out about adverse events, the increased risk. We've already started seeing reports that young people are seeing an increase of uh, risk of myocarditis and pericarditis, despite the fact they're saying it's caused by the common cold or whatever they might say. And then I wouldn't be surprised if Donald Trump is running for president and they say, oh, yeah, you know, all these really bad things we're showing you like Justin Bieber. Oh, no. Oh, that's Trump's fault. Donald that was Trump. that was Trump's mm-hmm. fault. Is Donald Trump's uh, Donald operation? His, it, yeah, his vaccine. This, yep. Blame mm-hmm. his vaccine. They'll and, blame him. And then they're not going to vote for him. It was because of warp speed. And that's how you convince convince conservatives not to support Trump. And then they'll get behind DeSantis. Yeah. What do you guys think of Vivek Ramaswamy? 
as a political candidate. I don't think he's going to win, but he seems like an all right dude. Yeah. I don't know enough about him to to have a, a an opinion. A, a formed opinion, like a solid opinion, but uh, the things that I have heard are appealing. The reason I bring it up is because I'm I'm absolutely disheartened by the way Donald Trump handled the the uh, COVID stuff. Like he he just handed it off to Fauci in the administrative state, and then yeah. like was like, that's didn't why even, didn't even tell people to go outside and get fresh air or any of that. That's why I think this is the direction things will go. That they're gonna something's gonna change in the news. We're already getting the FBI and the, and the DOE saying, well, I should say the Department of Energy, saying that lab leak is most likely the case, which is in a sense vindicating for Trump. But then they're going to come out and they're going to be like, yeah, all of these bad things. That was Trump's fault. He doubled down. He wouldn't back off. Mm -hmm. Fauci, who lied, lab leak, Donald Trump, that was under him. And so what's going to happen? DeSantis is going to win. We'll see. Well, I mean, I was very critical of Trump from the very start, even the 15 days to stop the spread or whatever they called it, flatten the curve, um, highly critical of him uh, and handing over basically the economy and the entire government to Fauci and Deborah Burks and using highly flawed models um, that were not tested as evidence to per, to continue the lockdowns then into April of, of 2020. Um, and he really, I mean, I think he's come out and said he's expressed some regret but of course, he owns Operation Warp Speed, and you have not seen him pull back on that at all, off of that at all. But DeSantis also um, did go along with the lockdowns early on. He went along with some other mitigation factors, including the vaccine. So his hands are not totally clean. I mean, he has expressed more regret, I think, and talked about the lessons that he learned. But look, I was I was in Florida at the beginning of the lockdown. I mean, it was it was locked down yeah. uh, and gradually reopening. And he was signing executive emergency you know, declarations. So um, if they're going to battle over that, I think ultimately DeSantis prevails because he did come around and he did open his state a little bit sooner than others. Um, and that's the, the look, the establishment will take a DeSantis over a Trump. Really? Absolutely. Absolutely. Democrats I talk to, they hate DeSantis sure, as sure. much as Trump. I they, mean, they're gunning for that guy already. They want to win. Right, though. They want to win, but they will take a DeSantis over Trump. You mean I'm not like saying, the administrative I'm, I'm not, state? Yeah, I'm not saying that they're going to come out and be like, I'm voting for DeSantis. They're going to come out and be like, DeSantis is as bad as Trump. Then when it comes to the election, they will put everything into helping DeSantis win the primary to stop Trump. Because if it came down to Democrats losing, they would prefer DeSantis over Trump. Easily. Do you think that, do you think DeSantis, or who do you think is more beatable, Trump or DeSantis? From a, from a, from a, a left-leaning perspective. I think, I think, well, it's tough right now, mm-hmm. right? DeSantis has, has an advantage in a lot of ways, but he doesn't really have that X factor that Trump has. That's right. And the, the whole East Palestine thing was very, very good for Trump. Yeah, who's very, Trump very got good. as his advisors right now? Because I think Kushner's out mm-hmm. and Ivanka's not involved as far as I can tell. So who, who like advised Donald to go to Palestine, East Palestine, or did he make that decision? My yeah. guess is he made it on his own. I mean, I do think that that's what's part of his charm and success and continues to be is that he would be the one, no one would really have to tell him to do that. You know, he, he would do it on his own. Um, in terms of his advisors, I'm, I'm not really sure. 
he's around him if, now. I think Vivek Ramaswamy is a serious candidate in that he's actually talking about how to solve the situation, which is to put our ec- our economy into uh, uh, what are they called? Uh, oh God damn it, man! Uh, basically, to invest our four hundred one ks into non woke organizations. Mm-hmm. Oh, anti ESG. Yes, that is his main thing. It's not even he doesn't even. I mean, he, he is anti ESG, but he's actually talking about how to succeed. He's not talking about let's stop doing ESG like that's part of it, but he's telling you what to do, and he's done it. He's been doing it, so right, it's like he is doing it. He'd be a fantastic, maybe not a military commander. I don't know anything about his foreign policy, but I think if if maybe a vice president because he's a brilliant economist. The pre- the, pre- the vice president doesn't really have a whole lot of a job to actually do, and someone like Vivek, if he's got good ideas, someone like that might be better off in a. In a an administration position where they're writing policy, where they're actually crafting the policy, Donald Trump is good, has good gut instincts, but the things that that had tangible effect on the 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 economy and and policy, those were almost all written by other people. Donald Trump's not a a policy guy. He's a big picture dude. He's he's going to be like, go do this. Let's get this done. The anti-woke executive order that he wrote or that he signed that was written by people like James Lindsay and and stuff that that knew how to craft policy that will achieve the ends that we want that still is legal and is not straining the law because we really do have a lot of the tools at our disposal to, to fix a lot of the problems that we have so I like Vivek, but I don't think that he would, I don't know that he, this alone is enough for him, for me to say that he would make a good president. It's not exciting. It's not, nothing about going anti-SJ or fixing the economy is not exciting. It's yelling and calling people names and making a big to-do. The ESG stuff is the most important stuff going right now. It's not exciting, you're right, but it is the most, it will have the most impact on on society, and it's the most important thing to to, to the U.S. right now. If the economy goes bad, violence will increase. If you want to stop violence, fix the economy. If you want to make sure people don't starve and rob each other, fix the economy. You know what Trump needs to do? I was thinking about that whatever podcast that keeps getting these viral clips. It's probably going to become a massive show. But, you know, it's it's got its market cap. And, and that joke where someone said, get a bunch of low-wit narcissistic women and you know rag on them and you'll get, have a great show. That's the strategy right there for Trump. Get Democrats who are of low-wit and sound really dumb and debate them. It's, it's why, why debate smart people when you just make yourself look dumb? Get on a debate stage with stupid people and then it makes you look really smart whether you're smart or not. You know what I mean? Like Trump needs to put himself in positions where he's debating really, really dumb people. <laughs> so he should offer up conversations with sm- with smaller channels and smaller podcasts from the left that would kill for an opportunity at the limelight. But there's a reason why they don't have it. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm only half kidding. Think about this. You find a YouTube channel with 50, 70,000 subs, leftist, liberal, kind of articulate guy or lady, not really that smart. Trump says, I will do an interview with you. You then get Trump running circles around a leftist liberal, making them look like a moron. And those liberals will do it in two seconds because they're like, I'm going to get to interview Trump. This is going to be huge. Mm -hmm. And then Trump ends up boosting in the polls because he looks smart. Yeah, I think even if Donald Trump were to to come out and look stupid about stuff, it wouldn't like stop people from voting for him. They, I think people would more appreciate his honesty and openness. Look, he, he does these interviews with the corporate press all the time. 
and they're 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 playing him every time. It's like he doesn't learn his lesson. He sits down. He says, here's what's going on. I'm going to do these things. It'll be tremendous. And then they're like, OK, let me write that down. Trump is Hitler and hates black people. And uh, we'll run that. And then Trump goes back again three months later. You wrote a really nasty piece about me, but I'll give you another chance. Yeah. I said, Trump, just just go find the, the up and comers who are desperate for attention. And then, you know, do those interviews. What are a few interviews off the top of your head? Do you know any? What do you mean? Be any like that fit the bill? Are there one like the um, whatever? Well, whatever is huge. It's got like no, no, no. I'm saying million. when you get. This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere Thursday at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Like the guys who run that podcast are clearly smart dudes who have a successful business. And you put them in a table with a bunch of vapid, low wit women. They're not going to be on the same level. So you're going to run circles around them in terms of getting the sound bites that you want. That's what I'm saying. Trump sits down with some like low wit liberals and then he, they'll say something like, "Would well, you you were trying to dig up dirt on Joe Biden and they'll go dig up dirt. Don't you know that Joe Biden withheld a billion dollars in loan guarantees, which is a violation of federal law? Only Congress has the authority to do that. Did, you, didn't, you didn't know that, did you? And they're going to go, huh? And then that clip is going to go viral and you're going to have a really dumb, low it person. And Trump's going to be just. Well, I'd rather have him do that than keep meeting with Maggie Huberman. Exactly. What's he doing? Come on. <laughs> Who's Maggie Huberman? <laughs> New York Times. New, New York, York Times, Times right? reporter. Oh. Yeah. yeah. And then she wrote a whole and, book about him. But he. And also because he met with her, I think, three times in 2021. And he just keeps giving these corporate journalists yeah. who are just like, OK, Donald, we're going to write negative things about you. Thanks for your time. And he's like, oh, no. Well, I mean, I do think that was one of his Achilles heels is that even though he would go after the media, he still wants their uh, affection. You know, he, he still thinks he could win them over and charm them over. Even someone like Maggie Haberman, who sticks it in his back every single time. Um so has he learned that lesson? I don't know. He just met with her <laughs> numerous times. So not just very recently? encouraging. Mm -hmm. 2021. She wrote an entire book on him. Man, yeah. I, we got to get him in here or I'll fly down there to wherever he's at and interview him because I got to know. I got to know what is his state of mind right now? Like he wants to run for president. What, what is he? He is running for president. He is running mm -hmm. for president as uh What's his plans? Like, what's what's his Ukraine been, status? He's what been, does he want to do? He's been releasing videos. Right. You should watch them. He's got a whole bunch that, he, that yes. he's put out. On Truth Social? Um, I, I, yeah, I, they they're, they're on Truth, but I think they're being posted other places. Like policy too. stuff? He's doing yeah, policy? yeah, yeah. Oh, he like, cool. stands up and he'll, he'll say something like, the woke left is destroying this country. And oh, then he does uh, the hand. four more years. <laughs> no. really he does the impressive. hand movement too, right? <laughs> plays the accordion. That was really good. <laughs> the left oh, wow. and yeah. the right. Racial politics. Divide, divide. Like That's the problem. We got to not do that this time and the, do something new. The racial politics is something that we're going to get regardless of whether it's Donald Trump or whether yeah. it's Santis or whatever, because that is the the current operating system of the left is racial politics, identity politics, really. Anytime 
the left can use identity as a bludgeoning tool they're going to. But my theory is that you're fighting an alligator underwater. If you do that, if you play their terms, if you use their words and their def definitions, you've lost. That's you're fighting with like 180% deficiency value. Like you're, you, you got like... 15% of your strength when you're underwater fighting that thing. That's why Trump needs to stop giving these people the opportunity. And he needs to do, Trump should do more shows like this. And he should do shows with smaller liberals who are low wit. Play, play, you know, play where to, to your strengths. Mm -hmm. Go, go to friendly territory where you might get some honest criticism and pushback, but you're mostly going to get a real conversation. And then go to places where people aren't smart enough to deal with you. And I know the, the left will, they'll clip this out and be like, Tim's in, yes, of course, it's called politics, it's winning. You, you, like Joe Biden hid in his basement the entire campaign. Like that dude was clearly not interested in having any real conversation on ideas. Yep. But let me, let me ask you, Julie, while we got you, let's move on and talk about weaponization of government. So one of the big things that's happening uh, with, you know, like Republicans taking Congress is they've got this uh, committee on the weaponization of government. And uh, you wrote a book about it and what's going on with January 6th. So I'm curious if you think we're going to get any real resolution moving forward. Or are we going to need to see like a sweep of the federal government in 2024 with the Senate, with the White House and the House before we get any, any real action? I do think this will be another wedge issue for Trump, uh, aside of, from the border and the Ukraine war, is, um, you know, people's just crushing their lack of faith in these institutions and not just faith in them, but that they are recognizing they are completely corrupt, weaponized um, in a very highly partisan way against the right. You know, you went from the FBI going after Donald Trump in 2016 under crossfire hurricane going after his campaign aides and associates. And now you have the FBI rounding up people who protested at the Capitol. There are almost a thousand total criminal defendants, most of whom have been charged with low-level misdemeanors like parading in the Capitol. Um, the DOJ has said that they're going to get up to 2,000 total defendants. The FBI is still There's investigating. still a thousand more people that they've yes. not yet. Wow. They want to get to a total caseload of at least 2,000. They are arresting people every week. The FBI is still investigating uh, conducting armed raids of homes, you know, taking people out of their homes and off to jail and wow. with these trumped up charges. Um, and so I think that that's going to continue to be a, a, a major issue. Um, you've got at least 100 men who have been held under pretrial detention orders um, for their nonviolent, some of them nonviolent offenders, even the ones who are charged with things like vandalizing or assaulting police officers. I think what we will see and we are seeing is that things like that, scenes like that that came out of January 6th are not as cut and dry as the American people have been led to believe. And so I think that's why you see this hysteria over the release of Tucker Carlson. And I want to commend Kevin McCarthy for this um, because he did follow up on a promise to release the unreleased footage that was captured by uh, surveillance videos at the Capitol, not just the Capitol building, but other buildings and the surrounding uh, grounds that day, that the DOJ and Capitol Police have kept under wraps, under strict protective orders, not just from the American people, but also in court, keeping them away from defendants and their own attorneys. Do you think Trump should campaign on pardoning the January 6th defendants? I mean, I, I think that he should, yes. I'm wondering if that would resonate effectively with the American people, because I, I feel like the people who know, for the most part, like there's some bad people who, who you know, were fighting and were rioting right. and were causing violence and, you know, they, they'll get charged or, you know, they, sh they should be 
penalized and charged for that stuff. But so many of these people were let in. The cops opened the door, they fanned them in, and now these people are getting locked up. That if Trump came out and said the nonviolent offenders from January 6th should not be charged, they've paid their, 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 you know, their, their penance, and they should all be pardoned, that would resonate really well with people who know what's going on. But I wonder if the general public would just be manipulated and the corporate press would show pictures of January 6th and then say Trump was pardoning his... Enabling domestic yeah, terror. Exactly. He's pardoning terrorists because they supported him. He's a dictator. And so that's the challenge. In order to win, does Trump need to, you know, hold that hold that off? I don't think, well, that's a good point. Um, I'm not sure it would be a campaign issue or a promise that he could make one way or the other. But I do think that making what the FBI and DOJ has done under the ruse of January 6th, and that is unleash this war on terror against the American right um, and continuing to do so. Uh, that people are waking up because it's not just the J6ers, it's pro-lifers now. You have someone like Mark Houck, whose you know, ha- home was raided by armed FBI agents for a, a pro-life advocate, uh, wasn't charged locally, and then Merrick Garland's DOJ stepped in under the FACE Act and, and charged him with federal crimes. They've done that with multiple pro-life activists. Wow. Charging them with conspiracy to uh, commit to violate this FACE Act, which Wonder- is freedom to access... Um, basically abortion services, pregnancy centers, whatever you want to call it. So this is a whole new level of weaponizing this DOJ and FBI against political dissidents, you know, those who are protesting the regime or have viewpoints that are contrary to the regime. And so to see Chris Ray and Merrick Garland the past two days insist, you know, they accept no culpability that their agencies have been fully weaponized uh, against American citizens to pretend that none of that exists. They can see what the poll, they can see what the polls say. They absolutely live in this alternative. uh, And I mean, I think Chris Ray was belligerent the other night on Fox News whenever Brett Baer would bring it up and give him these examples. Um, And they're just in complete denial because they can be, because they don't fear any sort of retribution. You know, uh, 18 Senate Republicans just gave the DOJ a $3.5 billion raise, 570 million of which went to the FBI. Um, so what do they have to be afraid of? Nothing. Um, so I do think that this is another huge wedge issue for Trump. Um, and I think things are only going to get worse. And as the tapes come out, as people see the other side of what happened on January 6th, as they see the body cam footage, as they push for records, you know, the January 6th committee did not interview Christopher Ray, the FBI director, did not interview Stephen D'Antuono, who is the head of the Washington field office. You might remember his name as the architect of the Whitmer Fednapping hoax. He was running all the intel related to January 6th out of the Washington field office. January 6th committee never interviews him or Christopher Ray. And according to the New York Times, the FBI only turned over 2,000 records for January 6th versus the Secret Service that turned over a million. There's a huge cover-up underway by this FBI. We're learning more about the number of informants, possibly up to 15 in the Proud Boys, which would mirror the number who were involved in the Whitmer. Remember, they had like a dozen FBI informants, undercover agents, that many people who were allegedly involved in the kidnapping hoax. So 
um, we're getting a lot more material. And then all of a sudden, the January 6th committee has disappeared. But members of Congress do have about 100 boxes of materials that the uh, January 6th committee has kind of abandoned. So they have a lot of records to go through. A lot of witness transcripts still have not been released. Um, And this has caused a real problem for defendants who are facing very serious charges like seditious conspiracy. Enrique Tarrio, for one, who's on trial for that in D.C. now. Um, Because you have potentially exculpatory evidence in these videos and in the records that were turned over, produced by the January 6th committee. Um, So this is not over by a long shot. And I know that there are Republicans in Washington who are very serious about looking at all of this, including the Whitmer Whitmer Fednapping hoax. But But it just seems like the only way anything will change is if Republicans win everything. Like, That's right. So so these next couple right. of years, it's going to be hurry up and wait. Slogging through subpoenas and records and letters and public testimony like we saw Merrick Garland today. Um, but they don't have the power of the DOJ, you know, to execute criminal referrals. So, yeah, it will be two years away before anything major can happen. It's very frustrating, especially for the defendants. Especially for people in solitary confinement. That's right. That's like the process is the punishment. And then they'll be like, okay, fine. After all is said and done, five years later, they can all go free. We did it. We did it, We're, you know, probably shouldn't say this, but we're planning on being being in Congress Friday for another show at the Capitol. And uh, yes, the idea being floated is to get some uh, squad members, maybe some Democrats. And I'm just like... You can invite them on, but I'm not going to go easy. You know, like AOC fabricated that story about January 6th. That's serious stuff. She was murdered a few times. <laughs> but she, and and that story she told, she made it up. Yes, she did. But I'll, like, I'll be on her side on that. Just the, in, in that when you're, when you're in a situation where you feel like you're under a lot of pressure, your memory goes, hey, what can go haywire. But yeah. I, she yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. That's right, Ian. Uh, Literally right after the event, she forgot what happened yeah. that day. She, she was forgot she wasn't even in the Capitol she, building. Ian's yeah. right. I'm against all of the times that AOC was murdered. I, she, I dis- <laughs> disavow all so of I, Every single one. Every last hope, one. Hope this is a great idea. You know, if we're going to heal this country, it's how we do it. You know what, though? If you do have a chance to interview any of them, you should ask them about this dual system of justice. And where have they been not speaking out you know these are the criminal justice reformers you know no cash bail and people shouldn't be held you know denied bail etc and they've been completely silent it would be great to confront them and say don't you think that these people are due the same due process rights presumption of innocence etc that you ask for for actual criminals not people who walked into a public building on a wednesday afternoon i completely agree with you and i i also want to want to take one second to point to the one of the opening arguments or one of the, the opening remarks i forget who who made it but he pointed out that the fbi has gone from being a a law enforcement agency to an intelligence agency essentially and the united states is not supposed to have a domestic intelligence agency the cia is supposed to be pro- prohibited from operating here in the us the nia is supposed uh, the dni and stuff they're supposed to be prevented from operating in the united states and the fbi is also not supposed to be uh, an intelligence gathering outfit. It's supposed to be a law enforcement outfit. I, I put a poll up right now asking, should I go light on AOC if it means she'd come on the show? And what I mean, let me clarify, if I was actually going to sit down and interview AOC, I would I would go pretty heavy. I'd question the Green New Deal. I would explain how she had my support in the before she wrote it up because I care about infrastructure, but this bill was critical race theory. I would question her on the fabrication of that story. 
that she claimed they knocked on the door. Where is she? Where is she? Oh my God, they made it here. Except that story took place an hour before anyone breached the Capitol. Maybe she has a real answer for it. But there's a potential in the negotiations in getting her on the show. I'm not saying she's, she wants to come on the show. I'm not saying she's ever been asked. I'm saying I've got people in the Capitol saying we would like to extend an invite to them. If they come back to me and say, squad members have agreed to come on the show, but these topics are off limits. You can talk policy, you can talk establishment and current events, but no one wants to talk about their personal, you know, issues or whatever. Should I say yes to that? No. So yes. then we just don't have them on the show. No, definitely not. If people aren't willing to talk about things, then they shouldn't come on what the I, show. You say, you say yes, and then you ask them whatever the hell you want. And then you get, when they get up and storm out like Kanye, you just, you throw your hands up in the air I, as I, a victory. I, that's dishonorable. You think so? Absolutely. Oh. If it, it, look, if, if I have a leftist come to me, and they say, I'm going to tell you stuff that's off the record. And they tell me some pretty bad stuff. I keep it off the record. Fair enough. If, fair. if someone says, I will come and sit with you and talk about policy, I'll talk about January 6th. I'll talk about the vote for McCarthy. I'll talk about the current bills in Congress. I will not talk about my involvement or my story. Like If AOC said, I won't talk to you about my story on Instagram. And if you bring it up, I'm out. Then I would say, then we won't talk about it. it. Would be, if should, it I, should I do that as a question? I don't think so. If it was private information that no one knew, definitely we do, do not talk about that stuff. But it's it's public data. It's, you know, it's up for debate. It's up for discussion. I think it's probably worth getting them on the show. I think, I think agreeing to certain things that they don't want to discuss is if you, if you say it beforehand, I mean, I, in my opinion, you should, if that were to happen, you should make it known to the audience. These are the things that they won't talk about. So I can't, I'm not going to ask them and then go into it with the audience knowing because then then the audience knows what the the politician said. No, I won't talk about. We, we have people who say they'll come on the show, but they don't want to talk about something. So it's like, this happens all the time. People be like, I really don't want to talk about religion. And then they'll be like, okay, like, you know, it's, it, we, we won't. Right. However, that's not a specific thing. Right. right. So in the issue of AOC, you know, so when I get asked like, hey, should we like the people in Capitol building know her people? They'll ask her and I'm like, there's no way she'll do it. Because the first thing I'm going to do is going to be like, yo, that story on January 6th, you, that you made that up. That's not a real story. And that's serious stuff. Like, like, Maybe she's got an explanation. Maybe she but can explain it away. But couldn't still. you just say we want to talk about January 6th and just not bring that up? Or you think they'll come back and say she will, except she doesn't want to talk about the time she was murdered. Right. Okay. They'll, the, what will likely happen is they'll just say no. And the reason they'll say no is because they, they know, know. I'm going to say, hey, remember that story you told on Instagram for 45 minutes where you claimed people knocked on your door and you thought they were coming to kill you, but that happened an hour before the building had been breached? <laughs> Did you know the building was going to be breached? And if not... Why did you fabricate a story claiming you thought people were coming to kill you when you couldn't have known the building was going to be breached? I guess the other answer is she knew in advance before anyone else, including security, that they were going to breach the building. That's why she was scared. Or the reality is she made up a story for the Internet to get to get clicks and likes. We're going to go to Super Chats, but I'm going to do something else first. I'm going to play this video for you because it's awesome. I saw this retweeted. I can't remember who retweeted it. It's uh, socialism is a philosophy of failure. The creed of ignorance and the gospel of envy its inherent virtue is the equal sharing of misery, Sir Winston Churchill. And this is Rebecca Paul in Surrey telling a story. It's two minutes long, and you're going to love it. Let's play it. Oh, can you set the audio? Here we go. You guys ready? Let me tell you a scary story. This is good. An economics professor at a local college made a statement that she had never failed a single student before, but had recently failed an entire class. The class had insisted that socialism worked that no one would be poor and no one would be rich. A great equaliser. The professor then said, OK, we will have an experiment in this class. All grades will be averaged and everyone will receive the same grade. 
no one will fail, but no one will receive an A either. After the first test, the grades were averaged and everyone got a B. The students who studied hard were upset and the students who studied little were happy. As the second test rolled round, the students who studied little studied even less and the ones who studied hard decided they wanted a free ride too, so they studied little. The second average test result was a D. No one was happy. When the third test rolled round, the average was an F. As the test proceeded, the scores never improved. As bickering, name-calling and blame all resulted in hard feelings. And no one would study for the benefit of anyone else. To their great surprise, all failed. And the professor told them that socialism would ultimately fail. Because when the reward is great, the effort to succeed is great. When the government takes away all the reward, no one will try or want to succeed. And that is socialism, my friends. A race to the bottom. That was great. Mm-hmm. That was a really great video. Probably never happened, but uh, if I was a teacher, I would totally do that. If I was like at college and I had a bunch of lefty socialist kids, I'd be like, all right, we're going to average all your grades out and then I'm going to put it in. They, they will. Here's the thing. I bet if you told that to some socialist, they would be like, no, 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 no. Don't do that. Because then it's like, you're going to have this forever and your, your, your college transcripts or whatever that you failed. Mm-hmm. It's all you, baby. Someone in chat just noticed uh, or just mentioned a song that I wrote about socialism. So cheers to that. Oh, yeah? yeah. What was that? The song's called Wasteland. <laughs> that describes it. We're going to go to Super Chats. If you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends, and become a member over at TimCast.com. We're going to have a members-only live show coming up. Goes up around, <coughs> excuse me, 10, 10 p.m. We are just trying out. There's no Discord yet. We are working on a live chat system, but I guess we're not going to Discord because everyone's saying we'll get banned anyway. So, okay. Then, uh, then we won't. We will, um, we will find some other system. But let's read some Super Chats. We got, I'm not your buddy guy. He says, look up the story on the Maricopa County Election Oversight Committee with Jacqueline Berger reveals the Sinaloa cartel. Being, uh, Sinaloa cartel being involved in bribing officials, laundering their drug and trafficking money through fake real estate purchases and fake identities. These fake identities were then used to manipulate the election results in reelecting those who are not in on the money laundering, including their staff, which has totaled, I think, more than $18 billion. It was always about the money. We should have seen it from the start. That being said, uh, I'm not your buddy guy mentions from Gateway Pundit, but I do not find the Gateway Pundit to be credible at all. They falsely claimed that George Soros endorsed Ron DeSantis, which he didn't. And that kind of fake news really pisses me off. So take it all with a grain of salt, I suppose. All right. Raymond G. Stanley Jr. says, Tim Zelensky can shut his dumb mouth. Ain't no way the American people will be okay with sending our kids to die in some BS foreign war. Protests of the 60s, 60s will have nothing on protests of tomorrow. Perhaps. I'm not sure. I'm not so sure I agree. What do you guys think? Do you I think, think there would be a lot more armed protesters if that was to come to uh, ahead in the in the present. In the 60s, you saw a lot of people standing out there without guns. This time there would be guns. You so know how many not- bombs were mailed in the 60s and 70s? <clears throat> but like bo- oh, yeah. mail, mail bombs were were happening very frequently in the United States. It was, I don't want to say a normal thing, but like it was not a peaceful time. And even with the George Floyd riots in 2020, the the new cultural revolution, if you want to call it that here in the US, is still not as violent as the late 60s and, and early 70s were. We just got a lot more cameras now. Yeah, you just, you can see it a lot more, but 
There were a lot of people that were mailing a lot of bombs, and a lot of those people are no longer in jail, and they're in, they're teaching in schools. <laughs> Yikes! All right, Cubicle Investor says Tim and Ian, did you see that Magic the Gathering is releasing a Lord of the Rings set? They race swapped Aragorn to be what? more inclusive, and people are complaining that it ruins the lore. Thoughts? Did, uh, did, did, what, what uh, yeah, I have a lot of them. <laughs> uh, no, I, I don't think I I've don't seen that. that Lord of the Rings. Um, I, I kind of am of the opinion, I don't care what skin color fantasy characters have. I never really have, unless it has something to do with this character specifically. Like, he's the a slave from 1820 in the United States, a children of slave, and then they make him like a, a white guy or an Asian guy. I'd be like, well, what's, you know, if he was like, this is a black slave from the 1820s, and then they make him a white guy, I'd be like, I'm confused now. But essentially, I don't care. I don't care who fake Aragorn is, really. Hope, I hope the, the set's not too busted. Would I'm trying to load the images, but they're not loading. Aragorn is the uh, the ranger guy, right? Yeah, yeah, he's the king. The return of the king. Yeah. Spoiler alert, if you haven't seen that. Oh, wow, yeah, he's just straight the black dude. Yeah, her. Oh, nice. It's like not even wow. swarthy. Like, it's just literally outright Aragorn is just outright black. They should have, maybe they probably didn't have the money to get, uh, what's his name? The faces of it's the- just so weird that like someone sat down and said, "All right, let's do Aragorn." And the guy goes, "Make him black," and they're like, "You got it." <laughs> it's Hasbro, dude. This company owns D and D and Magic now. It's this multinational corporation. Who owns Hasbro? Somebody owns Hasbro. Well, good for them, I guess. Greg Cutler says, "Please have Ben Davidson from Suspicious Observers on your show." He said he'd love to if invited. We'll uh, we'll take a look. We will take a look. Steven says, says, when the balloon passed over my house, TikTok was loaded on my phone against my will. No one has addressed this. Mm, strange. <laughs> strange. Have you guys talked Sorry about the government banning TikTok? Did you talk about that last night? They're from, getting ready uh, to ban it, right? Yeah, they're preparing to ban it from all government devices in the next 30 days. Good. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that at all. People that, that like, if I understand correctly, they're, ba- they're talking about banning it from government devices. They're not prohibiting uh, government employees from having their own device that has TikTok on it. And it's not like they're telling people they can't bring their own phone to work at a government installation or whatever. They should ban it outright. So I think it's fine. It's ban, it's ban it outright. If it's on your phone. Because I don't, I'm, I'm banned from it. And, and that's, that's <laughs> not fair. So we should just, the country should ban it. Donald Trump should go in and executive order ban it. Get him. Well, I do think they should uh, ban it because it is Chinese manipulation. It's fifth generational warfare. And yeah. you're getting a bunch of weird... I mean, there's a libs of TikTok account for a reason. Not in China. True. Mao Dib says, we should write in Ukraine as a dependent on our taxes. Nice. Haha, that's a good point. All right, what do we got? Waffle Sensei says, well, at least we can rest assured that Biden didn't give Putin a list of all our most critical infrastructure. Am I right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, what targets not to attack? Please yeah, don't he's like, do this. Here, here are the things that are off limits. You know, don't blow these things up. And he's like, are you serious? And then they hit the Nord Stream. Like, what? Yeah. All right. I Am says, we have forever wars because narcissists can't contribute to the economy. So we made an artificial one that never ends. Unfortunately, it requires loss of life to achieve their goal. That's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. These These whiny hipster liberal types who don't have to work because we have guns and bombs. And I'm just like, you know, I'm, I'd be happier if our economy wasn't as strong as it was. Now, I should say this. The economy should be strong, but it's weirdly falsely inflated right now. Yeah. You, should work a, a hard, you should work hard, but make enough to have a family, to buy a house, to, 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 to uh, save for your family, your kid's future and things like that. But now what we have is hardworking people working in factories making 20 bucks an hour. 
and fat body positive influencers <laughs> getting paid millions of dollars to eat Ben and Jerry's every night. Like something's wrong with that. You know what I mean? All right. The, the KL Tanker says, I've been wondering why instead of making laws that citizens, laws that citizens sue to see if they are constitutional, why not have a ruling on constitutionally, constitutionality before apply and three strikes to the members who pro, uh, propose unconstitutional bills? That's a good idea. The idea should be that after Congress passes a law, the, it, it, should go to, it should go to the Supreme Court immediately, who should then weigh in on the constitutionality of it. And if they do, it can get signed into effect by the executive. Well, yeah, we should do that. That's, that should be what the Supreme Court does. Is that, do they just keep the judicial system separate for uh, separation of power? Yep. Yeah, but it's, it's like they pass a law and then you have to sue the government to challenge it and then it goes to the court. So, like, the government is allowed to do unjust things until you, you convince them they're not? That's I would run that by a constitutional lawyer, but on its face, that actually does sound like a good idea. I haven't put a whole lot of thought into it to find the, the holes or whatever, but that seems reasonable to me. Hillbillary Clinton says, <laughs> flag behind Phil is crooked. Might as well turn it upside down instead of fixing it, though, because our country is for sure in distress. It's not crooked. It's not. Yeah, I answered them I earlier. It's not crooked. It just looks crooked from the angle of the cameras, guys. Is that what it is? Yeah. Because you can, if you look at the trim on the wall, you can see it's perfectly lined the up. The Timcast behind Julia's is crooked, yeah, but it looks straight busted. on the... It looks straight. Oh, does it? Yeah, it yeah. does. Because the, the, the nail's busted on it. Yeah. It looks straight. I mean, I guess like I can adjust to make it crooked and then make it look straight to you guys. We'll see. Yeah, well, you know. Amenthi says, if a draft over Ukraine is ever entertained, I can see nationwide rage and noncompliance, but mm-hmm. the left will still not learn a single lesson. Agreed. Yeah, After they, they volunteer and go get their legs blown out, blown off, they will. <laughs> Folk hero Alex Jones says, Glenn Beck interviewed Trump about Ukraine this week, and when asked what he would do, he said, we are close to World War III, but he loves Zelensky because of Ukraine gate. Trump's ego can be used to extend this war. I don't know. I didn't see that. Would we have, is DeSantis going to end the war? Or cut off, you know, our funding of it? I think Zelensky, like, objectively is, has been a fantastic war leader. If you think, he didn't flee. He had the opportunity to run away right in the beginning and give it up. And he chose to stay. And I think that was his choice. I mean, obviously he had the backing of NATO. We, that we didn't know publicly, but, you know, he's doing his charismatic duty. So I'm not too hard on people that say he's doing a good job for who he is and where he is. I just don't like where he is. I don't like that, the situation. Meatball Motivate says, in the event of nuclear war, all that remains is Phil Labonte, and as I, as I lay dying, I hear him say, kill, switch, engage, in a disturbed voice, as America, though in flames, is avenged sevenfold. Wow. It, is all that remains, was that like a nihilistic thing about the end of the liberal economic order when you were creating it? No. Back then, it was, I really put... The only thought in t- that I put into it was, this sounds cool, and I don't think there's another band with that name. That was it. Like, all the all the cool one-word one names were taken up, you know? Slayer is like gone. <laughs> yes. All right, what do we got? PZF says, today a 16-year-old student was stabbed to death at a high school in my town. I live in California. It's getting really ugly out there, Jeez. out here. Yeah, it certainly is. And that's why I think a lot of these woke DAs are going to get booted out. Yeah. Like we're seeing Lori Lightfoot. People are not happy with the crime, man. All right. Cody Justin Fannin says, it's funny how the left stands against Nazis when they want to send money to Ukraine. Ha ha. <laughs> or they stand with them, I guess. That one's funny. 
I just want to point out in chat, Blob Monster, I think, gave me about 10 ones, which yeah, actually means he gave a me a 10. Yeah. <laughs> so keep them coming, buddy. 10 ones? I think so. All right. Christopher Hunter says everyone should tweet their governor and ask if the federal government gives orders to your state's National Guard to go fight in a frivolous war. Will they, uh, will they order the National Guard to defy federal orders and stay home? Interesting question. It only matters in election season, though, so they might be like, election's not for two years. Shut up. And then good luck. What do we got here? Sekur says, happy first day of Women's History Month. I'd tell you what it's about, but I'm not a biologist. Uh, I forgot. <laughs> uh, March is Women's History Month? Yeah, whatever that means. What? I just Since saw when? that, too. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't Wouldn't that that deeply offends me because my birthday's in March. Oh, yeah, true. Wouldn't you call it Herstory Month, though, guys? Yeah. Come on. Herstory? Oh. Miss, missed opportunity there. It's about great women through history. They talk a lot about the founding fathers. I think the founding mothers don't get enough attention. Uh, who, Martha who, Washington, others like uh, oh, uh, Adams, Abigail, John Adams, yeah, Abigail. Abigail. Adams. What about yeah. Betsy Ross, man? She, she sewed the flag. Her yeah, flag right. is now considered an uh, icon of domestic terrorism. I know. Uh, FBI I bullet, I, bulletin list. I literally have the Betsy Ross flag on my, on well, my arm You better right here. be careful where you wear <laughs> yeah. it. I, well, you know, I can't take the arm off. <laughs> Screw off. Duchenau says. Exposed it anyway. Nixon claimed the plan was to invade China after conquering Vietnam. Maybe the government is still thinking about it. I really doubt it, man. We don't have the resources for a ground invasion. In Vietnam, Vietnam? It always strikes China. me like, why were they in Vietnam? I don't think it was just to stop communism. It must have been oil. Maybe the invasion of China. I don't know. Stop communism. The communism. I mean, that's why we're still in Korea. Yeah. It was to stop That's communism. why what they said. They said it was about our freedom in the Middle East, too. It was never about the freedom. It was, it was, it was about it was, the resources. It was about stopping communism. And there's a lot of Malaysian oil. The Trans-Pacific Partnership was trying to get us to, the Investor State Dispute Settlement Clause in that was trying to get us to become able to be sued by Malaysian oil companies. So that The Soviet Union had been absorbing countries for decades after the end of the Cold, or at the, after the end of the, the Second World War, and the United States truly believed that the that it was called the domino theory that countries were going to fall one by one to communism and it like there was a lot of the wars that really were about stopping communism because communism is a global ideology right so that for to have true communism you have to have global communism that's why when you talk to communists they'll they'll continuously say real communism has never been tried there have Mm -hmm. been socialist countries but we haven't had communism because we don't have communism until it's global so that's that's part of the ideology of communism and that is what the united states was actually fighting against they both the ideology is expansive, and they were literally taking country after country. That's what the that's what the Cold War was about was preventing the global takeover right. of communism. Six Emperor Tyranna says, "Hey Tim, Matt Brainerd's organization, Look Ahead America, got banned from Discord. They moved over to Gilded. So we'll take a look at Gilded. Yeah, and we won't support uh, Discord. Yeah, it's on the list, yo. Can they, is it the same thing basically, or what? For what I understand, uh, right. I've heard about it before. Yeah, we'll look into it." Lord Joseph Cole says, please fix the flag behind Phil. It is crooked and driving me nuts. It's literally not crooked. I don't know what to tell you, man. It's not. I'm going to do the show like this. I don't know. <laughs> I'm looking at it and I'm like, I mean, maybe a, a So it looks like it's tilted to the left, like like to the left five degrees or something. I mean, counterclockwise. No, now it's crooked. Now it'll be more crooked. Now it's still crooked. Wait, wait, you might you have pull it down. No, you might have I been. think that's right. I feel like it's a, it looked now it's crooked yeah, for yeah, sure. It's crooked in the, it now it's now the frame. you got to pull it down a little bit. Wait, Wait, that's right. That's right. Right. Keep going a little more. A little bit more. 
That's looking good. That's oh, yeah. Fine. Right there's good. Yeah. Boom. Perfect. Okay. It's fixed. Leave me alone. <laughs> but now <laughs> but that's where it was. The grains yeah. on the walls are not horizontally straight if you right. look closely. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah, but the bottom of the trim is, and I'm like, I'm looking at the flag. It's like, I think it's the camera angle makes the flag look like it's not straight or something. Yes. Yep. All right. Where are we at? Where are we got some. Uh, I was going to make a really off color joke about gender ideology when you're right. flag not being straight. <laughs> Stevie Vivi says, Why is there a green velociraptor in the village uh, south of Little Village on the map? Are, yeah. oh, are they yeah. saying that the ward map of Chicago looks like it has a little dinosaur on it? I think uh, Godzilla is attacking Chicago. Well, how about that? This just in. Ginger McIsaac says the correct answer to two all census surveys is human. I have answered like this for years. Checked into a doctor's office. They asked what race I was. I told her human. She then asked, if, uh, so if you were filling out the census, other human. Yeah? Hmm. What race are you? Human race. Okay. I'm the 50 meter. Yes. That's the race. Yeah. 50 meter. Yeah. The, yes, that's right. David A. says, the left in a nutshell, nine dishonorable Romulan destroyers attacked one honorable Klingon battleships who had more firepower. I don't, I don't, was, I don't know why. Whoever shot first. <laughs> We've got a know. really, really great Star Trek bit in the next Cast Castle that I can't say because it'll ruin the joke, but it's so funny. It's, it's actually really funny. Uh, I'll just put it this way. We're going to be using a whole lot of deep fakes. We can basically have anybody we want in our shows now. So good. And we are going to have them all. <laughs> That's right. It's going to be very fun. And, uh, you know, I don't know. We'll see what happens. All right. What do we got here? Raymond G. Stanley Jr. says, Tim, dude, the way you talk about the, the uh, jab issues lately is, and how you tweet, super sarcastic undertones if I didn't know better. <laughs> mm. No, poke good. We'll see, man. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I ain't no doctor. But I can tell you this, the conspiracy theorists have been literally right about everything. There's a funny meme. You know the meme of the guy spraying champagne on himself, but he's in like eighth place? Yeah, it's, so no. <laughs> it's that meme, but he's in first place. And it says conspiracy theorists. And he's number one. And he's like, ah, with 100%. the champagne. <laughs> conspiracy theorists. 100%. But the funny thing is, it's like they're not conspiracy theorists. It's like a regular person says, oh, that's strange. I wonder if that virus came out of that lab. And they're like, you're a conspiracy yeah, theorist. Yeah, by so using like, the term no, conspiracy theorist, they lump it in with people that think the earth is flat. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's like, oh, I wonder if it came out of that lab. Racist? Really? Yeah. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Joe Spinella says, my grandfather is from the south side of Chicago. Back when they had two professional football teams, and he's an FDR Democrat. But he would tell me during elections, he would play both sides and get paid putting up and tearing down campaign posters. Hmm. Mm. Crazy. Where are we at? Objective 704 says, update on the VTuber that was bullied by trans activists. She's quitting. She's a sweet half-Japanese girl living in Japan. No quarters for trans activists. Long live the kettle. That's a really sad story. These people are really, really mean and uh, basically harassed this, uh, this woman into quitting her job. So, you know, figuratively no quarter. These people should be condemned for being such nasty, awful people and causing harm. For playing a video game, right? Mm -hmm. Just for, for playing, playing Harry Potter. Yeah. Which is like one of the most popular games right now. I made like a billion dollars. Right. Everybody's playing it. I'm playing it. You know, I'm in Slytherin, by the way. But it's really dumb because you basically choose which which house you want to be in. And so the other thing, too, is you, you your character can be any gender. You can make a male character and then give it a female voice or a female character with a male voice. And you can put in whatever dorm you want. Huh. And so, like, they're calling the game transphobic. And I'm like, you can literally make, like, a petite five-foot dainty feminine woman with a deep voice. And then put her in the men's dorm room and like 
the game lets you do all of this. It's so weird. As soon as you could like customize avatars in video games, all of my friends made the most ridiculous clown-looking characters. <laughs> like you, like in in yeah, uh, yeah, San Andreas, yeah, you could yeah, make yeah, that. Yeah. You could put the clown hair on him. They always looked as ridiculous as possible. You know, and and now it's 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 like people want to do that in real life. How do you make your guys? I always make my guys look like me. For the most part, I make them look ridiculous. Unless it takes too long, and then well, I no, just the, take the, the default. The, the new GTA, it's going to be a lady who's committing all these crimes. Yeah. So, yeah. I would, can she get fat? Probably. <laughs> it would be hilarious if she was like, if you could get a jacket. Gigant- you can, like, jacket. In, you can, and all of them can. Because you could get jack, you could lift weights and get jacked in San Andreas. So <laughs> it would be awesome if you could just like go. Cut, like keep going to like the pizza place and continuously gain weight. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's slower. Here we go. That'd be awesome. Certain cars you can't get into. David David Toronto says Trump isn't Biden. He can actually produce coherent thoughts on his own. Ha ha. Reapy Cheap says apparently Lori Lightfoot foot blames her loss on those Trixie Herbertses. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she does look like Gollum. We could maybe do a bit with the Gollum voice Andy Circus for uh, what's her name? Jacinda? Is it the lady from New Zealand? Jacinda oh, Arden. Yes. Mm-hmm. Arden. That progression photo. Oh, She's man, turning yeah. into Gollum. Man, that's so brutal. Trixie Herbertsis, you stole it from us. I love that. That's a really, really good Gollum. That's so good, man. Yeah, we should uh, we should make fun of people and call them Gollum more often. All right, where are we at? James Madison's ghost says, "When COVID started, China uh, when COVID started, China welded people into their homes. Scary. Trump asked Fauci and the establishment what to do, and they said lockdowns and vax ASAP." Trump did that wrong move, but he acted in a populist manner. Mm. You know, when they first started, they just flew a bunch of people out of the country. They tried to spread it. I don't know. It looked like they were totally cool keeping it open. They call it COVID-19 because it was in 2019 mm-hmm. that it started. So like, People are saying I did a really good Lori Lightfoot impression. Yeah, that golem was spot, dude. You got to <laughs> the, the, the Lori Lightfoot impression? Yeah, your Lori Lightfoot is number one. Yeah, my Lori, so. my Lori Lightfoot. So I can do my Nancy Pelosi and uh, maybe I should need Seamus' help to have Lori Lightfoot and Nancy Pelosi debate. Oh, and how do Nancy Pelosi talking to Lori Lightfoot? That's how she sounds. <laughs> I mean, I intentionally make it sound awful, but, you know, I, I enjoy it. Oh, so. man. All right. Uh, Jash Beam says, Hast thou espied the malevolent buffoonery Ubisoft hath commenced, wherein hate speech is reported to the <laughs> constabulary in Europe? Methinks insanity as such spreads only from complete lunacy. This oh. is like voice chat when you're playing an Ubisoft game is being recorded and sent to British police. Is that what you're saying? Is that what they're doing? I don't know. I think I've heard this, that they're monitoring voice is, chat. Is the British police? I don't know. UK police? In the constabulary? Constabulary, yeah. I've never been more thankful for the Atlantic Ocean. Are you talking <laughs> about the UK? Yeah, I think so. Zoa Noah Zork says, talk about Trump's aggressive, weird TikToks. What is that? Is Trump on TikTok or something? I have not seen him on TikTok. Hmm. No idea. I don't know what you're talking about. Don't know what that is. Daniel Kalinowski says, the irony of saying trumped up charges with all the false allegations raised during 45's reign. Mm -hmm. I know it's like a a reverse slang term. Like, you know, normally if, you know, Trump did something, you'd say pulling a Trump would be, you know, like pulling an Ian or something. It's like a, a, a thing related to what Ian would do. Mm-hmm. But now it's actually inverse. Trumped up charges have always been the, the, the idiom. 
And now that Trump is facing trumped up charges, it's like <laughs> yeah. retroactively applying so his funny. name to the, mm-hmm. the phrase. What do you say about a Trump card now? Like, what's what's a Trump card? Is it still a Trump card to pull a Trump card? Is that like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's something that uh, a leftist would be upset about. Yeah. I don't know. That's a cancelable term now, I assume. Yeah. Constantine Thomas says, my fiance wants fiance wants to make you guys a free flag for your set. KRW Creations, let her know what you would like. I write it down. I don't know, Big Chicken or something? <laughs> be cool, actually. Roberto Jr.? We have that uh, stand your ground flag. Mm-hmm. It's uh, Roberto Jr. holding up his wings. Yeah, you know, because one. roosters will sacrifice themselves to save the hens. No. Roost, if yeah, there's like well, a predator. That would be a cool flag, though. We have it downstairs. Oh. Yeah. That's yeah, we sell it. it. We sell oh. it on our website. Oh, you can true. get it. Oh. So it's, it's kind of like the Gadsden flag, but it's right. like yellow and it's got the rooster. It's important for everybody who doesn't know, but if there's a bunch of chickens and they're like grazing and like a fox is coming up, the rooster will charge the fox knowing it will die to give the hens a chance to escape. You've been around chickens Aww. to know that. I have known this for a long time, <laughs> the noble rooster. And it's, I'm, I'm telling you, like, to, to call someone a chicken is, is inappropriate. Saying that a chicken knows anything is, is a stretch of what the, me, the word knowing means. I mean, the reason that the animals run away from predators is because they know they'll die. So when the rooster chooses to run towards it, it like, <clears throat> I'm going to die, but I'm going to try and let the hens escape. So we have a video of Roberto back when he was there. When he was, now it's Roberto Jr., his son. Roberto's off at Cocktown. And uh, a, a <laughs> hawk or something swooped down. And Roberto ran and then waited outside the coop for the girls to go in before he went in. Yeah, man. And so roosters, the noble chicken, has more honor and and bravery than most people in this country. Come on. Can't even be as brave as a rooster. Chicken's an understatement. (laughs) Jeez. (laughs) But there's a lot of people in this country who are like the noble rooster. You know, willing to run into burning buildings and uh, brave the line of fire to save people. Uh, fighting wars, whether you know we trust the government or not, they're trying to do the right thing for their for their community and for their their country. So you know, some Americans are like roosters, yes. you know, but not enough of them. Mm-hmm. Not enough. Laura Hen says, "Dropped out of college to go on my own as a t-shirt salesman, trying to change culture with cool stuff that isn't the boomer weird text shirts." Would love to send y'all some. My Etsy is Revolutionary People. Cool. Someone want to write that down? Do it. Yeah, we actually have a PO box. I think it's still active. I'm going to write it down, too. <clears throat> Raymond G. Stanley Jr. says, Tim, I'll donate to a leftist cause for AOC on IRL. Like, if the idea was we would come on and talk about current news and not past culture war issues pertaining to each other, fine. Right? Like, is that? Yeah. If, she, if we got past the crap, she'd be one of the best guests of all time. We just constantly have her on. It'd be so awesome. I don't know about that. Because we disagree. That's part of the, or like, I don't even I know mean, if I disagree. I just want to find out. But we need, like stark opposing voices to triangulate. Well, we've got uh, we got some liberals coming on real soon, actually. Who? I'm not gonna, I, I don't want to announce it because oh, they cancel. I'm sorry. If you, if you, oh, if, okay. if when you, so one of the, there's two reasons we don't announce, announce guests. One is they cancel abruptly for any reason. And then we have to say, sorry guys, not happening. And, it, and cancellations happen all the time. Right. Someone will be like, hey, like especially if someone's from con- like in Congress, they're going to be like, hey, we're going to, we've had this several times. We're going to come on this date. They book it. And then like two days before, they're like, they're doing a vote. We're not going to be able to make it. We're going to be stuck. So sorry. Have a nice day. And if we announce it, you know. But the other reason is some of these guests will start getting attacked. And so then they'll just panic. And then, you know, yeah, they'll be like, I don't want to. Oh, no, I'm scared. 
Red Rum Max says, bring AOC and Alex Stein together. You see, no, here's the thing. There's got to be a good faith effort to have a sit-down conversation. That's kind of my point. Yeah, right? once, once we become friends, then we can have Alex and Alex, and it'll be like, oh, my God, we're more human than we realize. I don't, I don't, I don't see that. I happening. don't see that happening. I do, and I'm a visionary. Seriously? Really? <laughs> we can do anything. That would be Earth really funny. and reality is malleable. I just, I'll sense. put it this way. I don't think there's any agreement that would result in someone like AOC coming on this show. I just... They're going to, the, the people you know. will go to her and say, hey, would you want to come on? There's going to be these people and you're welcome to come too. I think so. I and, think their, and their staff is going to say, do not do it's it. It's the right. Green New Deal because if we really do start pulling carbon out of the air and making graphene with it and create an industrial revolution, that's something I think we can all use as a groundswell. Yeah. Oh, you mean nope. the Green Leap Forward? Oh, we need green a legitimate like the green leap forward. That's good. Just like, that. That good. I mean, if we're going to put government funds into we the should, infrastructure, we should, we should, we should make should. that shirt. Yeah, that'd the be cool. green leap forward. I, I'd wear that every day. I would wear that. Yep. What, what what would it say though? Like oppose the green leap forward or something? Uh, no, it would be in, in favor of it. Yeah, it have to be like some a bunch of cool people you don't like. We got to put like AOC this. in the Chinese communist or like Soviet outfit or whatever. Chinese communist, like like looking like Mao. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. And then it would be like the green leap forward. You know, I'm all for it. That'd be great. Maybe Greta will wear one. <laughs> Let's grab some more super jets. DD Megadoodoo says you should just put Seamus's Mexican flag up behind Phil. His holiday is coming up. For you mean wait, Seamus's Irish flag? It's <laughs> funny because Seamus is from Chicago, but he like puts an Irish flag up. I'm like Seamus, I know you're Irish. Like people can hear your name, but you're from the United States. That's what I. Yeah, well, you know, I just I just did some lines for for Seamus again. That sounded like cocaine there for a second, bro. What? I just did some <laughs> lines. Voice, is what voice you said. acting oh, okay. lines. <laughs> Yeah, bring me back. Cristiano says Tim's beanie is crooked. Fix it, please. No, it's actually pretty good. What? It's actually pretty all right. <laughs> it's actually, it's actually doing good. All right, like, what do we got here? Henry Vale says got membership to say this. Y'all should read the prologue of Hugh Benson's Lord of the World book. Greatly describes the 1900s and Marxist social progression. Has a lot to say about the modern crisis. That video of that woman explaining the cl the classroom was really, really great. Mm -hmm. I doubt that really happened, that story, but it really yeah. does explain exactly why socialism fails. Because you are outright telling people you will not be rewarded for hard work. They say, okay, then why would I do it? It is not possible to make the uncapable capable, so you must make the capable incapable. You cannot take people that don't have the ability to do things, like, and, and make them able to do things. So you only way you can make equity happen in reality or make equity manifest in reality is to take away from people that can take away their property, take their abilities, take away their, their liberty to do things and act in the world. Lori Lemon in the member chat said, Phil's headphones are lopsided. Please fix. I'm I th kidding. I think they're trolling us. Phil is just I, I added the please <laughs> fix. That was, that was me. All right. Tyler Henry says, I'm a septic technician and I can't stop thinking about your talk yesterday with liberals moving out of cities. I show up to people's houses with fancy cars and Biden stickers and not wanting to learn how to avoid the problems. Oh. This is the crazy thing. Like when you do it, when you handle septic right, you don't got to do anything for a, for a really, really, really long time. Yep, and depending sure. on the size of it and depending on the size of your family, and the people who use it. But we're in a building that's on a septic system. It's a very large system. But we also have a lot of people here. We have a lot of guests. And it's really, really frustrating because everybody who comes here comes from cities. You know, almost most of the guests come here, they live in cities, and they don't know. You literally can't use it. You can't flush anything down this. So we have to have the company come out and, and deal with it all the time. But, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. All right, we'll grab uh, one more. 
Bar fighting says, who's going chicken hunting? You know, Wiss going chicken hunting. Get paid, my man. Is that a is that a ICP reference? I have no idea. Is that insane clown that posse? Wiss go, going. Let me just. Uh, is uh, is that what it is? Yes, I was right. Uh, chicken hunting is a song by Insane Clown Posse. See, because mm-hmm. I just remember these things. Don't yeah. ask me why. My I friends, don't. if you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button? Subscribe to this channel and share the show with your friends if you really do like it, because, you know, we've done marketing as kind of a statement with the Times Square stuff, but they're really marketing these days. The only effective marketing is people who like the show telling other people about it. That's it. They always say, like, for podcasts, the best way for a podcast to grow is that it's just good. And so if we are good and you share with your friends, then that's good for us. And if we're not good and you don't share it, well, then so be it. That's what we deserve. So uh, smash that like button, subscribe to the channel, become a member at TimCast.com. We're going to set up that members only live stream. It'll go live in about 10 minutes and uh, not family friendly. We had a lot more to talk about pertaining to Trump and, and things like that. Should be a lot of fun. You can follow the show at TimCast IRL. You can follow me personally at TimCast. Julie, do you want to shout anything out? Um, no, thank you for having me. You can catch me on Twitter. Can I give my Twitter handle? Yes, of course. Because I do cover a lot of stuff on January 6th, videos and court filings that are interesting. They yep. really are interesting, though. Julie underscore Kelly, too, and all my works at American Greatness and Greatness.com. That's where people get your book? Uh, they can get my book on Amazon. The name of the book again? Is, oh, man, January 6th, How Democrats Use the Capitol Protest to Launch a War on Terror Against the Political Right. I think I got that Thank one you. Right. Yeah, thanks. I am Phil Labonte. I am Phil that remains on Twitter, Phil that remains official on Instagram. And uh, yeah, give me a follow. Ian. Yeah, you guys, have, I've heard some people wanted to send stuff to uh, Timcast. You can, uh, Timcast.com slash contact is where you can find the P.O. Box. And here it is, P.O. Box 1229, Frederick, Maryland, 21702 if you want it. But again, it's on Timcast.com slash contact. So you can get it there. Send us whatever you need to send us. I know, I think, Serge, you mentioned you're going to follow up as well. And uh, uh, catch you guys later. Yeah, I wrote down the people who commented uh, with, I think, it was, I forget what they are now, but I wrote down on this, uh, what do you call these? Whatever you call these. Sticky, Sticky. notes. Sticky notes, that's the word. Uh, anyways, I am uh, at surge.com. Um, thank you for joining us, Julie. I appreciate it. It was fun. Thanks for having me. And uh, yeah, we, as we're expanding the new facility, I guess we need a like general handyman, somebody who knows how to use appliances, equipment, like water systems, septic things like that because somebody super chatted the other day that if we needed a plumber and i was like actually we might need someone like that and then i was talking about it today with upper management and they were like we we need like a general maintenance handy handyman who can maintain everything because now we've got the new studio being built which is going to be like three buildings yeah so we definitely need someone because if something we've had like leaks before because of the ac and then we're like, ah, what do we do? And then it's like Sunday and we call and there's nobody and we can't. Yeah, so. You got three buildings, you need at least one maintenance person. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Facilities so, manager. That being said, um, I don't know. I think it's jobs at timcast.com or something like that is yep. the email. Mm-hmm. Okay, there you go. All right, everybody. We'll see you all over at timcast.com. Thanks for hanging out.